Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports on this Saturday morning. It's been a busy, crazy week of sports. We're gonna, we got a lot to catch up on. A lot's going on. I just want to say the Mojo Sports Show is brought to you by Bay Ragley, a totally driven entertainment network, dedicated in bringing you total entertainment. On today's show, we got a lot going on. We're going to be talking Mets. The injuries, Conforto, Cespedes, the never-ending injuries of the Mets. Is Collins coming back next year? That's another big story, and rumor is he is not. We're going to be talking Yankees, the, the Yankee Tiger brawl from the other day, and the suspensions have been handed out, and some of them are definitely questionable. We'll go through all that as well, as well as the Yankees' tough loss last night to Seattle. And Boston lost too last night. The Yankees missed a shot to gain a game in the standings. We'll go through all that. And then the uh, baseball players weekend, we're going to talk about that with some of the nicknames from around the league. Some of them are pretty cool. I'm not a big fan of this personally, but we're going to go through it anyway. We're going to check out some nicknames and stuff like that. It was just weird seeing the Yankees not in the pinstripes, which was pretty weird. I know a lot of some Yankee players weren't too happy about that. So we'll go through that. We're going to go through some NFL stuff. Obviously, if you heard Julian Edelman towards ACL, it appears, yesterday. So he could be gone from the Patriots for the year. Where on Kansas City also hurt his knee, but it's not as bad. It's uh, They're saying it could be a sprain and a PCL injury. So he's looking more at weeks, not the season. Maybe two to, anywhere from two to eight weeks. But, uh, you know, where looks like he dodged that bolt. But Edelman looks like he could be gone for the year, pending. You know, a miracle MRI. So we're going to go through that. The Jets Giants tonight preseason game. We'll talk a little of that. And then later on, I'm going to have my man, former boxer and my boxing analyst Eddie Mancy come on and uh, talk about Mayweather McGregor. That'll be about the ten o'clock hour. So we're going to be talking boxing with Eddie Mancy. So be interested. Looking forward to that as he's very well known. You know, well he knows a lot about boxing. He's a former boxer and he, you know, very well. Uh, I'd say knows the game. He knows all these fighters, so it's going to be a good conversation talking boxing with my man, Eddie Nancy, longtime friend of mine, so it's going to be good having him on today. Also going to talk about the Kyrie Irving trade with uh, Boston. Deals in jeopardy now, obviously. Isaiah Thomas, physical on the hip, didn't turn it out too well, so obviously uh, Cleveland's debating whether to cancel the trade now. So we're going to discuss that. Obviously, it was Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Zijic, 
and the unprotected next pick for Kyrie Irving, which I thought was a good deal for the Cavs. I thought they made out well in this trade. But we're going to go, uh, we'll talk about that as well, will that deal happen. So a lot going on. We're going to start off with baseball. We're going to start with Yankees, Mets. We're going to talk about the nicknames, the player weekend nicknames. We're going to talk about Stanton again, two more homers, 49 homers now, unbelievable with Stanton's doing. So we're going to talk all that early. Then we're going to get into some NFL. And then, obviously, my man Eddie Mancy coming on to talk boxing, Mayweather-McGregor tonight's fight, the highly anticipated fight. Will it be a whitewash? Will it be competitive? You know, that's the, that's the question everybody's wondering. They're charging $100 for the pay-per-view. We're going to see who – is it going to be worth the money? There are some good undercards on there. So we'll talk about that too, Eddie, Eddie Mancy later. But will this fight live up to the bill? Uh, you know, you know my opinion on it. I don't think so. I would love to see a good fight. I would love to see McGregor give him a tough fight. I just – I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So we're going to get Eddie Mancy's take on this later. We're going to start off now with some baseball. Yankees yesterday, tough loss, 2-1 to one in 10 innings. Obviously, uh, another Chapman another Chapman night where Chapman loses the game. 10th inning gives up the home run to Alonzo. The Yankees tied it late. And, uh, you know, I don't know which one with Chapman. Even in the inning, he pitched and gave up the home run, no strikeouts. There's, like, something wrong with him. I, you know, the guy got a 4-3 ADRA now. I mean, he's really struggling. I, you know, they try to find ways to get him in there, like moving him around, trying to keep him in low-pressure situations for a little while. But you got to put him in pressure situations. Here you see the missile. He's called the missile. He gets Mr. 305, Alonzo. Alonzo, another lefty hits a home run off him, too, which has got to be discouraging. He's giving up home runs to left-handed hitters. There's clearly something wrong there. I mean, the guy's still throwing hard. The ball's not moving. I don't know what's going on there. But they had a man on second, two out in the bottom of the tenth, and Hicks struck out against Diaz. So that that was that. Chabazia pitched a great game, seven innings, five hits, one run, six Ks. But the Yankees couldn't muster any offense, only five hits on the day. So the Mariners, and the Mariners needed the game. I mean, the Mariners are also battling for the wild card. So you have now Yankees four and a half behind Boston. And uh, still in the hold in the, in the wild card. Still got a four-game lead on the wild card as far as not making it. They got three in the loss come over the Twins for home field and four game over Kansas City and the Mariners now. And then the Angels, Texas, right there, five games out in the loss come. So this is a big series for Seattle. I mean, Seattle needs, Seattle needs to make up ground. So, they, you know, obviously they're coming in here looking to – if they could take three Seattle, you know, it'd be unbelievable for them. They would get within two in the lost column of the Yankees. So, you know, Seattle's coming in here. Obviously, they're getting the new Seahawks. Hernandez could be back soon for them as well. So that could be a big, uh, big, big, you know, and looking at the teams, you know, the Yankees could play in the first round if they get the wild card. The Twins, the Yankees pretty much own the Twins. The Royals could always be tough because they were tough. They got experience. They're a tough playoff team. They won a World Series a couple of years ago. They went back to back. So the Royals could be tough. The Mariners, the Angels, Texas will be tough. But the Mariners, that one game with Felix Hernandez, that's the type of game the Yankees don't want. And I know Felix hasn't been Felix this year, but in one game playoff, a guy like Felix Hernandez is a guy you don't want to see. Because he's a guy he puts, you know, he has one of those, his nights, he can beat anybody. So he's the type of guy you don't want to see. But 
I still think the Yankees are in good shape for the wild card. I don't think they're in really any danger there, but unless they hit a big slump. But I think they're pretty fine there. The other day, I'm sure everybody's seen the brawls, the Yankees and the Tigers. Obviously, the Sanchez, who hit four homers in five, five homers in something, four games, or whatever the case may be, off the Tigers, he gets drilled and uh, – Obviously, the Yankees didn't like it, so they retaliated and they threw behind Cabrera. Now, the thing with that is they threw behind Cabrera, and Cabrera and Romine got into the brawl, obviously. And it's a lot of interest. It's very interesting because Romine's brother's on the Tigers, too, as well. So you figure Cabrera and Romine blow it out. Listen, it's baseball. You know, the retaliation thing, a lot of people like it's played out, blah, blah, blah. It's baseball. It's going to happen, right? The things that happen after that are things that Trump said bother me. All right, one, first of all, you see the suspensions. Cabrera got seven games, a little high. Sanchez only getting four games is ridiculous. Because anybody who watched the replay, I mean, you talk about a jack artist. I mean, he's up, he, the bottom of the pie, so you have a tiger holding down Cabrera. You already have Romine fighting with him, punching him in the stomach while, his, while Cabrera's own teammates holding him down. All right? But at least Romine was in the fight with Cabrera. So, they're punching each other. Whatever the case would be, that's fine. To see, watch Sanchez come running into the pile and just throwing cheap shots on the bottom of the pile from outside and then running away and then running back in and throwing another one. It's amazing to me that no Tiger seen that and went right after Sanchez because I'm sure if a Tiger seen that. But the amazing thing to me is he only got four games for that. He should have got more games than anybody for that. You know, to me, that was cheap. This could be. One, you're throwing cheap shots to the guy on the floor. Second of all, that's a future Hall of Famer on the floor. I don't care what you think of him. If he balls, he's fighting. You, you don't throw cheap shots at a future Hall of Famer like that at the bottom of the pile. You just don't do it. Okay? So that was class, and I'm sure this ain't over. Cause, uh, then later in the game, Batanz has hit McCann in the head with a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. And I, don't have, I don't like that either. Okay, you want to... I thought it, was, it should have been over after the fight, but if you want to retaliate again, throw with the guy's back or his butt or something. Don't hit him in the head with a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. I thought the umpire did a terrible job because when Fulman hit Sanchez, there should have been a warning right there, and this might have not even went any further. And Fulman didn't even get ejected or a suspension for this. So you have Cabrera got seven games. He had... Sanchez get four, Romine get two. Alex Wilson got four as well. Osmond's got one, and Fulmer got none, obviously, because there was no warning and no ejection, so Fulmer's not going to get anything. And his pitch to hit Sanchez started the whole thing. So to me, like I said, it's baseball. There's going to be fights once in a while. The guys are going to throw at guys to protect their teammates. It's all fine. But I don't like seeing guys run into a pile and throw cheap shots. I mean, that was... You know, come on now. You know, you should have did something when you got hit. You should have charged them out. You don't throw cheap shots at the bottom of a pile when guys are being held down and you're just punching a guy while he's being held down. That's cheap. I'm sorry. That that shows a lot. Of time. He's been getting killed over it. I mean, I've heard a lot of talk shows and he's been getting handed over his Sanchez and he should. But I'm surprised MLB didn't come down. They should have came down much harder than four games for that. He should have got the biggest suspension of them all you know, for that. So, you know, Cabrera's seven games. I mean, have we seen seven games for a fight? 
like that. I mean, usually four or five sacks, seven games. I don't know. You know, so, and, you know, baseball, obviously, it's a dangerous game now. These guys throwing the cards they're throwing, and they're throwing at each other's heads. I mean, that's a little crazy now, you know. And the Yankees, listen, they were going to retaliate after Sanchez got hit, and that's fine. But hit somebody in the butt, the leg, the back. And obviously, you know, a guy like Cabrera was, you know, not going to just sit back. You're throwing at their best play. I know Cabrera's not having a Cabrera year. But you throw it, you throw a guy like Cabrera, it's going to get, you know, somebody's going to do something. If, and, you know, and then I've seen Austin's going at it with Brett Gardner. That would be held back. I guess that's why Austin's got a game. I don't know what he said in the pile. I would love to know what was said between between Romar and Cabrera right before Cabrera pushed him into a punch. There had to be something said there because you don't just, you know, you're not going to just throw a punch like that for no reason. So, again, no problem with the fight, no problem with the pushing and shoving. I have a problem with throwing at somebody's head, and I have a problem with cheap shots on the bottom of the pile. That's the problem I have. And I have a problem with MOB for the suspensions they hang out, and the umpire, who clearly did a bad job, this could have been really prevented a lot earlier if he would have took care of it earlier and addressed it when the first hit by pitch happened, it might not have gotten as bad as it did. It ended up getting. So, again, the Yankees, they moved on, but now you're going to have Sanchez probably not for four games, so that's going to hurt them. You don't have Romine for two games. you got to hope they don't take the suspensions at the same time because then you have to call up a catcher from the minors for a few games. So, and Sanchez has been on fire, so losing his bat for a few games will definitely hurt. He's been their hottest hitter. And, uh, you know, then another thing that happened during the week was pretty uh, crazy as far as, uh, you know, they said, you know, judges' streak ended as strikeouts in the game, and then they're saying, well, Girardi told them, told them in the game to keep the streak going. Right? And, you know, he uh, – they're saying, I don't think so. I think that's stupid. I, I don't think he pulled him because he had the strikeout streak. He, he made a move in the game. I don't think he pulled him to end the strikeout streak at all. I think that's a little, I think, a little far-fetched now. Guy's not going to strike out every game. It's going to end eventually. And, uh, you know, Yankees need Judge to get hot. Yeah, Judge can get another one of his hot streaks, but the Yankees will really be in good shape and maybe can even make a run at the Red Sox. To me, I just think the Yankees pitching – you know the Yankees pitching needs—they're just missing something, man. I—I love to—I would have loved to see the Yankees go get another guy like a Verlander or something like that. I know the Astros are talking about getting Verlander. The Astros need something because they've been struggling, playing a little better lately. But and they're gonna get Carlos Correa back within a week, so that'll definitely help their offense. But the Astros, their pitching has been banged up. Keiko, McCullers, these guys have been banged up, so the Astros clearly need something. But Listen, they got a 12-and-a-half game lead, so they're in good shape for the division. But when the playoffs come, they're going to need something there. But definitely, I want to go through the standards now, but if anybody wants to call in, talk about the Yankee brawl, the Mets injuries, we're going to get into that in a minute. Baseball nickname, 718-508-9883. The phone lines are open. And uh, we actually got a call right now, so we're going to take it. So what's hey. going on? Brown, what's up, my what's man? What's up, man? 
What's going on? No, I want to talk a little Yankee baseball. Um, on that brawl, I, I happened to tune in right after the first part of it, right? Because it was during the day, and the Batances thing, in all fairness, he didn't mean it. If you were watching the game, it was a tie game at the, t- at the time. He totally lost control. Like, you've seen the catcher call outside and away, too. He just lost his grip. And I know it looked bad because of the timing of it, but he, he didn't mean to beam him in the head. You could tell he didn't. And they took they actually took a while to throw him out, too. Like, you could see, they, I was waiting for the ump to, like, instantly, just like, you know, just because of what the hell was going on in the game earlier, even if it wasn't, yeah, happening, yeah, yeah. You knew he was getting thrown out. You know what I'm saying? Just one of those. Well, that umpire and, was uh, there, and part of the reason it got out of control like it did. No, you know, he should have nipped it in the bud, man. You're right. Yeah, he could have nipped this a lot earlier and might have prevented No, you're right. He, he, he could have nipped it in the bud. He didn't. You know, I don't. I mean, I, I'm guessing he didn't think it would go this far, but it did, and, you know. You know what, though, with all these suspensions, man, nobody's going to get the time they got. You know that. These guys appeal everything, and in baseball, they yeah, always win their – you know what I'm saying? It's not when they're going to get it knocked down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't get a game with two knocked off, for sure. I agree. But Yeah, they always you know. do. They always do, you know, so. But uh, as far as uh, – what up? Balls are going to happen. I mean, you know, that's baseball. Yeah, no, you know? it happens. Listen, it happens sometimes. Nobody gets hurt. It's no big deal. Cares. You know I mean, they're grown men. So they throw a few punches yeah, nobody, at each other. Nobody's got a serious injury. So that's, you know. Right. That, and, and listen, you know. how serious can they really get hurt in baseball? It's a matter of time before it gets broken up. It, you know what I mean? It ain't like a street yeah. fight, you know? Yeah, it's usually one although, or two punches. Although Gary Sanders thought he was in a barroom brawl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was. That <laughs> the way was he was running around, too. like, you know. Yeah. That was so blatant, just throwing cheap shots. So that no, was it was. Listen, I, listen, you know, in a bar room, ball of brawl, if that's one of your friends, you're like, yo, good looking out. But in a baseball game, it's probably not cool. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's on a baseball field. Like, you know, it ain't like you guys just And listen, he was obviously and... mad because he got hit, you know what I mean? So he was mad. Yeah. That's why he was throwing punches, you know. Right, right, right. And according and Cabrera, to Cabrera, Romine started it, he says, supposedly. So who who knows? You know. That's what I said. Who knows what was said behind there? You know, we don't know what was said. You know. Did you so, actually watch the game or you saw the highlights? No, I see the highlights. I actually put it on. Right. I was there following. was a point. I don't I know if you've seen it on the highlights. Fight. Right. I, I don't know if they showed it in the highlights, but I remember watching the game. Okay. I don't know if they showed it in the highlights, but – there was a point like the Tiger dugout was really pissed at Martinez from uh, Detroit. David Martinez, you know, DH. You see oh, yeah. Verlander openly oh, saying Victor something Martinez. to him. Yeah. Yes, Victor Martinez. Remember David Martinez? Oh, my God. Anyway, you see Verlander like jawing at him because Victor Martinez was kind of like playing peacemaker. I guess if that's what you want to call it. And, uh, the Tiger dugout was not happy with him. You seen it when he came back in the dugout, like Verlander was like, having words with him. Somebody had to kind oh, of like wow, separate them. Yeah, they were like, yo, asshole, you know, whose side do you want, more or less? Like, you, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, they showed it in the highlights, you know what I mean? But they showed it during the game, and you could see, like, Verlander was clearly pissed off at him. Clearly. Like, it was, guy, it was a visible. Like Ver, a guy like Verlander probably wishes he was on the mound so he could have threw it somebody at that point. <laughs> and he probably would have, yeah. Well, at least yeah. in the Yankees fight, you know, like in the early 2000s, I mean, I could remember, you know, Big Poppy just destroying the Yankees, and the Red Sox would throw at A-Rod. They would throw at Jeter, 
and the Yankees were doing nothing, especially Mike Messina. It always seemed like it happened when Messina was pitching because that guy had, you know, no balls at all. That guy, forget about it. He was a yeah, family. yeah. But, uh, yeah. But uh, as far as the – you were talking about the whole conspiracy theory with Judge and the strikeout record. Personally, yeah. as a coach, if I, if I was Girardi, I wouldn't have let him break the record. Call it a conspiracy. Call it what you want. Uh, and, yeah, and I don't care what the fans that on say. purpose anyway. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he did. I'm saying if I were the manager, I would on purpose. Like, if he even knew he was approaching that record, just not to have it on yeah, the kid's brain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's a rookie. You know, if he was a veteran, hey, fucking deal with it. But, like, as a rookie, I'm not, like, you know, pampering the kid. But you know what? This kid's struggling to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Why let something seep in his head? You know what? Aaron, you got the day off. You know what I mean? Just give him a day off. You know, I don't see a big deal in that. Yeah, and as for the uh, nickname stuff with the jerseys, I yeah, what do you think of that? Just you another gimmick. That? Ah, what do you? Think? I knew you were. Like I think that. what everybody thinks. Like well, I think what everybody else thinks. Outside of maybe twelve-year-old kids in America, it's a gimmick. It, it, it's corny. It's stupid. You know, you, you might have a few kids who want to buy the jersey because it says "All Rise" or the Kraken, and but it, it's really yeah, a gimmick. Yeah. And and as a Yankee fan, and I I bet you every Yankee fan agrees with me. It's like shitting on our tradition, man. We, you know, we've had the history of never putting names on our jerseys for this long, and now we're going to go and do that. I think it kind of changes our tradition. The Yankees not wearing the pinstripes, you know, it was weird too, you know. Yeah, and the names on it. it it's it's like, what to sell a few jerseys? I mean, big deal. Yeah, I, I don't know, but that's the you know the nature of sports these days. What about every holiday now? It seems like they got a, a, a you know. A pink hat for Mother's Day, a baby blue one for Father's Day. It's like, come on now, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's it's getting watered down. It's too much. Did you, you see know. some of the nicknames though? No, I like, didn't. Uh, no. You know, Kyle. Cena, Only the Yankee. Corey. I know, like some of the Yankee players, but not you know, not around the league. Yeah, you know, like Kyle Seeger on the Mariners is he wrote Corey's brother on the back. <laughs> That's pretty. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he was probably getting that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, Kenley Jansen, Kenley Fonia, like for California Love, the Tupac. Oh, okay. Okay. Max Scherzer, blue eye, because you know Scherzer got one blue eye and one brown eye. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the blue eye. And, there's uh, probably nicknames. Doc, listen, there's there's probably nicknames these guys Doc, have for real in their locker room that they yeah. can't put on those jerseys. You know that, right? <laughs> like, that just probably aren't appropriate. Let's say that. Josh Fegley, the catcher, PTBNL, you know, play to be named later, he put on his. Oh, okay. Because some of them look funny. But I just, you know, wild horse for Puig. Yeah. I like Castro's. All Starling, I like that one. Yeah, that's cool. I wonder if like somebody comes up with them for them or they think of their own. Yeah. You know, like for example, Judge's All Rise. His nickname really isn't All Rise. Nobody calls him that. You know, it's just Yeah, he know, just probably did that. It's kinda of what the fans that. say when he gets a home run. Yeah, yeah. Judge's all rise, you know? Yeah. But I guess whatever. Listen, the little but kids like might said, like it. No. Like you said, it's a, it's a it's a you know, it's a it's a money grab as usual. It's almost as big as a money grab as tonight's fight. <laughs> Nothing's as big as that. Yeah. And, and and I'm caving into paying for it too, which I can't believe. But that's only because you know yeah. I want to have company and some of my friends over. But otherwise, 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things you do, you know, you yeah. do just to do it, you know. Listen, you know, it's, like night, it's like a night out for 100 bucks. It's like a night out for 100 bucks. You know? Exactly. A night with friends for 100 bucks. Exactly. That's, yeah. well, listen, I'm trying to think positive and that's look at it like that. But it's, you know, listen, you, you, you hope it's entertaining. You hope McGregor could put up a fight or even win because then that would be like, wow, you know, the underdog won. It would be an upset. Oh, yeah. But it's hard to think. Unbelievable. It's hard to think he's it, going though. to because he's fighting him at his game, okay? I mean, anybody – like, I see people sometimes on Facebook, like, they're like, McGregor's going to kick his – like, you people, like, you guys understand how the sport works? Like, there are pro yeah. fighters who've lost to Mayweather, guys who've boxed their whole lives. Yeah. Guys that were better boxers. Guys that got dominated. McGregor. Like Pacquiao. Guys that got dominated. Right, right, right. right. Not just right. dominated. But guys, but not just boxers. You're talking about guys who box, that are better boxers than McGregor is an MMA fighter. And they couldn't yeah. beat Mayweather. So who's yeah. to say, you know, hey, could he get lucky and maybe catch him? Yeah, maybe. But we've been saying that as long as Mayweather's been fighting about every opponent he fought. Could they get lucky? Yeah. You know, and, and what I wonder is, like, as an MMA fighter, I'm not an MMA fighter, so I don't know nothing. I'm just talking as a fan. But, like, if you're in the middle of a fight, right, and you're fighting, you're fighting, instinctively these guys kick. Like, let's say he gets in trouble or he gets a little frustrated in the middle of the fight. Is he going to go to kick just out of reaction? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, where Mayweather never uses his legs in a fight. So that's not even in his – Forte, you know what I'm saying? Like when he's fighting, he's never thinking of you know he he's so used to just boxing. He's, that's all he knows. He's been doing it forever, you know. So I wonder if like a guy like Mabel that gets in a jam, will he do something illegal? Well, you know, not fighting dirty, just out of reaction. You know, will he kick? Will he fucking try to grab him in a headlock or something? Like you know. Yeah, well that's and I you know well. Really pull a Tyson and bite his ear or something. Yeah, something like that. You know, just something out of yeah. frustration. He might, you know, do something out of frustration. Just, you, you know. In a fight like this, though, in a fight like this, it's like, I think the balance, he's gonna be, he could be so off balance. Like Mayweather, who's not even a big, big puncher, could just catch him off balance and knock him down. I'm not saying they knock him out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, but, so, like, the balance is going to be a big factor, too. Like, getting hit off balance, right. knocked down. Like, that's going to be a big factor. Like, I, I don't know. I don't see how we can beat him. I'm interested to see Eddie, Eddie Nancy's uh, take on this fight later. Right. Because I know Eddie's, Eddie and Eddie's, I know Eddie does, is, dislikes Mayweather. Like, really dislikes Mayweather. Well, listen, so it's just to hear you don't have to like a guy to give though. credit where credit yeah. is due. To be honest with you, dude, I can't stand Mayweather myself. I don't like nothing about the guy. I think he's the most overrated fighter of our time, and that's because there ain't no boxes of our time. Well, of this yeah. time, I should say. You know, he, he's he's cocky. He's arrogant. He, he, you know, he's not the easiest guy to like, unless you like those type of guys, you know, fighters, the showboat types. Not that McGregor, you know, he's another cocky one. So, yeah. They're good for each other, these two. You, you know what I'm saying? But uh, as far no, as no. Uh, their Listen, attitudes, perfect you know? guys for, to hype up a fight. I mean, they're the perfect. Oh, sure. You know, hey, kudos to their promoters, especially McGregor. I mean, you know, Mayweather's had paydays. When McGregor, this guy, totally, you know, threw it out there and made it happen. He's the one who initiated all this, and he made it happen. Yeah. Good for him, man. Yeah. This guy's going to cash in. So even if he gets his that ass guy's white. Tonight, 
Yeah, he, he, even if he gets his ass whooped tonight, he's getting paid, man. He would have never made that as an MMA fighter. You know, MMA fighters come and go. Mayweather's getting paid. They come and go. Mayweather's getting thirty million. You know, a purse. Right. And then you know they made a lot more and just you know, with everything else on the side. Yeah. I mean, and the hype machine going into this thing. These people who are going to these uh, what are they like weigh-ins? I don't even know what you call them. You know, where they they've been doing appearances and they've been shit talking like. People are paying to see this. Like, I mean, really? <laughs> it's like yeah. well, you might as well turn no, on wrestling. Uh, you know, like you know. But yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see what the earnings are from pay per view for this fight. Like, you know how like they release the earnings like supposedly they're doing later. very well. Like the big. Oh yeah. Supposedly. Hey, as a matter of fact, I had to call up my cable company the other day because I had you know I was having problems. They had to send like a technician over, and when you're calling. The avatar, that's all they do is advertise the fight while you're listening. To order now, yeah. one. Like, you know, so, yeah. But yeah, it'll be something to talk about. Yeah, no, listen, it's definitely, you know, it's being talked about, and that's, that's, what, they, uh, that's what they want, right? It's being talked about. They're selling. Yeah. They're selling. Everywhere you, know, you go. They're going to make Everywhere you go. money. Yes, they are. They're crazy money for this fight. They are. And everywhere you go to talk about it, like, for example, yesterday I went to the barber. I mean, obviously you're going to hear about boxing in a barbershop. But, uh, you know, I'm sitting there. Everybody was talking about it in the barbershop. I left. I went to a hot dog stand. Three or four people talking about the hot dog stand. Who are you like in the fight tomorrow? Like, it's all people are talking about, you know? So, I guess yeah, that makes for some excitement. I guess, you know, boxing, you know, hasn't had nothing this exciting since... Mayweather Pacquiao, which was a huge disappointment, you know, and I think a lot of people know this one, though, could be more of a disappointment. The expectations were a lot higher for that fight because yeah. they were both two boxes. That's why if this happened to be a It should have happened sooner. It, it, it happened it would be a sooner, but it didn't. What? You know what Boston would love to happen? Boston would love to somehow McGregor to win because then a rematch would be the more money. Oh, you know? yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, you know how much money they would make off a rematch? Even if it's like a really you know, competitive they, close fight, even if it is competitive, they they could maybe be a rematch. Yeah, possibly. You know, it would have to be it would have to be competitive. Like if McGregor gets his ass kicked early, there's no shot. Nobody's gonna you know. Yeah. it'll never happen because everybody be like ah you know you'll never see an you'll never see an MMA fighter fight a boxer again if that happens. You know. Yeah. No, you're right. That'll be you're that'll right. be well, the end. Never say never. You know. Yeah. Never say never. You never know if there's a big enough star down the road. You never know. But, yeah, probably unlikely. It would have to take a really big, big star. Yeah, because McGregor well, kind of has a boxing background. So, you know, he, that's kind of He does, of but why. you know what like it is, too? He, McGregor's a big star. That's why this is happening. Yeah. You know what I mean, people know who he is. He's a personality. Yeah, yeah. He's a, you know, he's a character, you know, so people know him. And, you know, it, it makes it an easy sell. You know, like, let's say he was a better fighter but didn't have the personality. This would fight would would not be happening. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a character. I mean, you can see it. You know, look at the guy in an interview. He's alive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he makes yeah, it yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know, so. He says anything with that mouth. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He makes it interesting, you know, and yeah. he's got a following and stuff. So, uh, you know, I hope it's a good fight, man. I, you know, I want to see a good fight. I, I don't want to be, like, cursing at the TV. Oh, what a joke. I know it. You know, and I have a, you know, listen, I think a lot of us, 
no, that could happen. You know, we might watch this thing like, oh, what a waste of time this was. This was stupid. Yeah, yeah you know? more waste of a hundred, more waste of a hundred. And I, I even read Mayweather was going to bet five million on himself while he was considering it. I don't know if he ever did. Yeah, but they said did he you never. See that? Uh, they said he never uh, bets on his own fight, so. Oh, okay. And he's a better, yeah, you know. You know, he owes thirty. He owes thirty nine million in taxes. Oh, so Isn't it amazing? Like all these boxes always have tax problems. You ever notice that? They always yeah, run well, into a tax lot of problems. A lot of famous people do. But especially fighters. It's, it's Mike Tyson. They, especially the guys who make the big money. Like, don't you get an accountant? At what point? You know, somebody like whispering in the ear something smart to do. Yeah. Like get a financial advisor. You know, when you, you're making that kind of millions, you. Yeah, come on, man. But what would I know? I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, I just hope it's a good fight. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, all the hype, it, if it would stick after all this hype, if it ends in one round, I mean, that would, you know. <laughs> well, think of it this way. When does anything ever live up to the hype? When you really think about it, right? Like, when something's yeah. hyped up, whether it be boxing, football, just about really any sport, does it really live up to the hype? Very rare. You know what I mean? You know, funny we've been lucky last few years. We've had some good Super Bowls, but other than that, a lot of times shit don't live up to the hype. You know, so funny thing is, I, I see I see a thing yesterday, like a poll where there was like two hundred and fifty thousand people voting on who's going to win, and fifty six percent of the people voted for fifty six percent of people voted for freaking McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> but that's because yeah. they're voting with their heart. You know what I mean? That's who they want to win. You know, if they ask you who you want to win, yeah, I can see that. But but you realize there's something seven, like this, you know. When there's, there's seven undercard fights on the on this card. But they probably oh, wow. Yeah, so that tells you right there. Yeah, <laughs> well, they won't show <laughs> all seven on TV, you know, on paper. No, I know. I know but they'll probably say, at least we give you something for your money. But um, Javante Davis and Francisco Fonseca is a good one. I'm looking forward to I like Sean Porter. He's an up-and-coming stud. Thomas, right. only that'll be a good fight to watch. I'm looking forward to that one. But they need a, you need a couple of good undercards for this fight just in case. Sure, you know? you know. Plus, people are paying a lot of money to see it. You know, you got to give them something for the money. But when you have something like public spectacle and has a lot of hype to it, you're going to draw, you know, a large uh, audience of people who don't follow either sport. And this is the perfect example. So you get it like that poll you said, how 56 – because you probably got people who just tuned in, they're watching it, and they're getting into it, and they really don't know much about either sport or either person, but yeah. they might like McGregor. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, this guy's funny. I'm rooting for him. You know, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's all those polls are. I mean, anybody knows anything about boxing and MMA, you know, it's just two different sports, man, you know, two different styles, you know, and – one guy happens to be very good at what he does. So it, it's a lot to expect the other one to win. You know, that's we'll have to tune in tonight and see. Yeah, it's I can't wait to see how much money I make. And, you know, yeah, I mean, listen, you can't, you ain't going to know what happens until they get in the ranks. That's right. That's when it's all yeah. going to be determined. All the hype ends once they step in the ring. Yep. Let's see how much money and this event makes. You also have the Jets Giants tonight in a dress rehearsal, eh? Yeah, yeah. And there's been some jawing with some of the players. More with Mo Wilkerson and Justin Pugh, which 
he was just laughing him off like it's just silly, stupid. It's a preseason game, guys. Take it easy. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'm hoping Marshall and Beckham sit out. There's really no reason for these guys to play. We need them for the season. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? they're definitely sitting out. They're not playing. I heard a yeah. rumor this week that Beckham can miss opening day. I heard that too, possibly week one. Well, we'll see. You know, listen, if it's that bad, obviously it's a division game. You don't want him to miss it. But at the same time, Thank God it wasn't worse. I'm sure you saw the hit, right? Did you see the hit yeah. on him? Yeah. It could have been worse. Yeah, no, it could you know? have been a lot worse. It could definitely be yeah. a lot worse. So, than it was. Yeah, and I, I think I he think was definitely... clearly he was clearly shaken up. And and I mean like mentally, not yeah. physically. Like I think his whole career flashed before his eyes and his big fat contract and he probably was like, Whoa, you know, that's how fast it can end in football. <laughs> yeah, now he's talking again, about taking out a hundred million dollar insurance policy. Yeah, that would, that would cost him supposedly. That would cost him like six hundred grand right now, and he's only making like one point something million this year. He he'd be crazy not to. When you think about it, yeah, I know that's half his salary now, but he is getting paid. So let's say he gets hurt and doesn't get paid, he collects on the insurance. It's a no brainer. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to get such a big contract that six hundred thousand ain't nothing to him anyway. You, you know what I mean? I agree. Why not? Why not? I would if I were him. You know what? If I, all these football players, football players should do it if they could. You know, you you know you're, you're one hit away. You know, this is a cool game. But boy, if he got hurt, man, that would be a very big blow to the Giants. Wow. Because I mean, he's clearly I, I, I the best offensive player. I don't mean- Edelman tore his ACL last night too. They think. Yes, you know I I didn't see what happened, but I heard about it this morning on on the radio. I heard the update, and the guy on the Chiefs got hurt too, right? Uh, where the running back got hurt too? Yeah, they say his is a sprain and it's a PCL. It's not an ACL, so he's looking like right. anywhere from two to eight weeks. Yeah, that's a lot too. better than the season, but still, he was the starting running back. To, yeah. You know. No, Edelman's done for the uh, ACL. He may not be the same yeah. either. I mean, guys can come back from it, but sometimes they're not the same, especially wide receivers. Running backs respond better to it because, you know, I guess they're short distance running. And But, yeah, you know what, though? You and I and every other football fan know the, the Patriots won't even skip a beat. They'll plug somebody into Edelman's spot, and he'll be the next Edelman. Just like I Edelman know. was the That's... next Wesley Walker. Uh, Wesley Walker, you hear me? <laughs> I say Wesley Wesley <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like they, they're just the machine, man. They they fill in the. They, that's it. They just fill in the blanks and keep going. It, it, it won't even stop them. And the, the no, sure, they just keep going. It's like they'll, they'll be yeah. another they'll turn it. They'll turn into yeah. It'll be some guy. You know, you'll be yeah. like, oh wow. You know, and then they'll say, "Oh no, it's the it's the system, it's this, it's that, that all that crap." We'll start. There'll be that some other guy. You'll be like, you'll be like, you'll be like, didn't this guy suck a year ago? And now all of a sudden, he's the star on the Patriots. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. Like no matter who they touch, it's like yeah, it's true. They'll plug them in, and it'll work. It'll work. And Brady, Brady, Brady say, like, oh, no, Brady's not the best ever. He's got this. What? Which Brady, Brady looked in mid-season form yesterday, so. Man, Brady's he's unbelievable. He put 24 points I, I mean, in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, even if you're like a, you know, if you hate the Patriots, which a lot of people do, you know, 
Like, how could you, like, not say Brady's amazing? I mean, come on. Like, this guy is just sick. And and he's not slowing down. He's not slowing down. The, the only thing I think that could slow him down, I hate to say it, it would have to be, like, a bad injury. Otherwise, yeah. He's no, showing no signs, you, you know, and he wants to play. 40, yeah, 40 years old, and he just keeps going, right? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And no sign of slowing down. No. He's as good as he was five years ago, right? Think about it. It's not, yeah. Yeah, no, he is. And he, he's playing five as five years ago. Yeah. And he wants to play. It's not like he happens to be playing well and he's winding down like, you know, yeah, I'm going to play a couple more years. He's made it known. He wants to keep going. Yeah, that's, he's something else, man. It really is. I can't wait for football. Before you know it, you know, we got two weeks, right? About two weeks. And it's here. It's already yeah. starting to feel like football full weather. It's starting to get cooler. You know? The Sunday night, the Thursday night games in 12 days. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's right. So we saw a lot of fantasy drafts are on the way. Yeah, I got a draft today. I got a draft at twelve thirty today. <laughs> Do you? Yes, yes, I see. Yeah, my, speech. my first one so far of the year. One how, how many leagues you in this year? I'm in six. Six? Oh my year. god, that's crazy. a lot, man. You're, you're crazy. I know. <laughs> that's a lot. You know I what? Know. Like two is the max with football because you know on one team you got a player, on another team you're rooting against them. You know that's why I hated it, and like. If you got multiple teams, you're, you're like in a frenzy because who do you root for? You know, the guy you're rooting for, you're fighting against, and, and vice versa. It's it's too much. Yeah. No, it is. It, 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 six is too much still. And it off yeah, a little more than I think is nuts. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, because you can't say no. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend like that, but yeah, Pete, he can't say no. He, just, he tell me about this draft. I'm like, how many legions? He's like, well, right now I'm in nine. I'm like, Nine? I'm like, come on. Yeah. How do you even keep up with nine of them? Do, when do you get up at four in the morning on Sunday and look, start looking at injury reports? And <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy. No, it's hard. It's, six is a lot. So I, I, I'm like, oh, man, six. I wish I didn't either. Because last year I caught it yeah. down. Last year I, was, last year I had it down to four. And it, was, I, it was at least better than normal. Yeah. Right. Anything over but, three is a lot, you know. Yeah. Because, like I said, it, there's no when you have like four teams or more, you're definitely going to have players on one team, and it, you know it, it's just it's crazy. Like, but yeah, next, anyway, week, listen. next week will be my fantasy football special on here with with Pete. Oh yeah, well that should be yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah, cool. we'll go over the fantasy things, and then in two weeks, me, you, and Pete will do the NFL preview. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's, it's, been pretty good. it's so nice to know footballs here. Yeah, no, it really is. So, I need it. But uh, yeah, I, I know, just want to talk dying. a little baseball, and then well, whatever, everything else. But anyway, yeah, we got a fight tonight, man. Thank you. you and, sure, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk later. I'm sure we'll talk later. Yeah, definitely, man. All right, I'll speak to you All right, later. Man. Thanks for calling, as All always, right, man. Yeah, anytime, man. Later, dude. Bye. Later. Dudu Brown calling in, talking all. We talked it all: baseball, Yankees, boxing, football. So we covered a lot there. Good job by Dudu, my man Dudu. So I'm gonna we're gonna take a quick commercial break now, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk a little. We're gonna get get into some Mets, 
And then uh, a little while, Eddie Mancy's going to call in and talk McGregor, Mayweather. We'll be back in three minutes. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook.
Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. We're talking some baseball right now. We did some boxing. We did some football as well. We're going to hit the phone lines right now. My man, Doc, Dr. A. What's going on, Dr. A? Hey, good morning, Mojo. Good show so far, hey. covering all of the hot uh, sports topics. Hitting it all. In, in you to hit it all, right? Yeah, absolutely. You went through the Yankee brawl, the suspicious injury, and the fight tonight. I'm like, that's all the, all the uh, hot sports topics right now. And then you touched on the preseason of football a little bit, you know, going on yeah, tonight. Yeah, no, we're trying to cover it all. We got there's, It's a busy time right now, a lot going on. The play of nicknames was another thing, right, like with the jerseys, with the nicknames on the jerseys. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you guys were saying. I think like every year they try to come out with a new – uh, batting practice jersey, something to sell to the fans, something new. So I think this is just a new idea. <clears throat> Maybe someone wanted a jersey that actually says Thor on it to do it for the whole team. And uh, it, it is a money grab in a sense. I think that's the phrase you guys use. Yeah, they'll sell. People will buy them. That's the crazy thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Look, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's still a jersey for your team. But a little odd, someone's creative idea. I guess that's what it comes down to. we got to yeah. keep the jersey sales going. Baseball's got to generate money. And like I say, for the Mets, they're not going to generate money by packing the house this time of year. Yeah. So while you're on the Mets, here we go again. Conforto dislocates his shoulder, taking a swing out for the year. Sexton is now yesterday pulls his hamstring. His season could be over now as well. Right. Yeah, well, you know what? It's, it's amazing. His season should be over. If they bring Cespedes back, they're out of their minds. Right? He's been – this was the right hamstring, right, that he pulled? Yeah. But the left one was the one he pulled last time, and they said it took longer. They worked on different things they were concerned about. Whatever they did didn't work. And before the guy gets hurt anymore and then, like, re-pulls this one because you're trying to bring him back in a season that's tanked, I, I'd rather just not. That, that's, like, how I feel about it. And I'm as, as big as a fan as, as anyone can be. You know, but I like it to see him healthy. I like to see him be able to run. He's got speed. He's got talent. He's had a, a banged-up year. And if it was just him, I'd say, oh, he's doing something wrong. But it, we all know it. it's just the whole damn team. Like it, to the point it's where it amazing. doesn't make sense. You know, I, I mean, you look you at Sessions, he played 81 games this year, 81 games only. Right. Yeah, and, and then when three years, watching, salary jumps to 29, 29, and 29 and a half the next three years. Get him healthy. That, that's all I, yeah. you know. Watching the post game, <clears throat> they're like, oh, he's got – you know, they signed to the four-year contract, and they got to think about that. I'm like, what are you, what are you saying? You going to get rid of him? He got hurt. Yeah, that's stupid. I mean, people make me laugh. Whatever conditioning they did for the team, everyone pulled something, pretty much. Every key player pulled something in, in their conditioning routine. And, like, to even sense that they were hinting at that just blew my mind for a minute. He, he's still yeah, right. that's, that's, the most productive offensive player on the roster. Like, period. There's how no easy one close these people? Game. How easy these people just turn on somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Conforto, Cespedes can be a discussion when Conforto actually does it. When he hits 30 home runs, 
You know, and, 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 interesting. He, was, and he was well on his way this year. He was well on his way this year to hit 30. But. Right, a great breakout season for him. We're finally getting at him what we hope. But I heard he separated his shoulder in high school and in college. That this wasn't new yeah. to him. Yeah, so that's not that's not a good sign though either, right? I guess that, you know it could be a recurring thing. Yeah, not if it's the same shoulder. I would think the more often that pops out, the more often the easier it becomes to pop out. You know, and he would he would know by now exactly how much time it takes him for to feel a hundred percent again. I mean, that's a painful and yeah, thing. Yeah. And you know, you know, obviously with Conforto going down, Cespedes is going down, Max and Wheeler now ruled out for the year. Obviously, Syndergaard's been out most of the year, and they'd be crazy to bring him back. Now they're talking about bringing him back. Why? Why would you even bother? You know, uh, and, and yeah, yeah, and Harvey, I agree Harvey's you. working his way back. I could see bringing Harvey back because you want to see what he's got. You know, for next year. But Syndergaard, you know, there's no, you get nothing out of bringing Syndergaard back now at all. Nothing. Just risk of him really hurting himself. You know, Familia's back, worked. right? He, but it, he went yeah, through his whole Familia's long back. process. Familia came back and, yesterday, right? Right. They they didn't want to put him in in the middle of an inning. If you saw the ninth inning yesterday, that I caught the eighth and the ninth inning of the game, and uh, pretty frightening watching Ramos on the yeah. Front. Yeah, they were he's, probably he's a wild man. to put him in. Uh. They left him out to dry, and he got it done. And and the the last two pitches to end the game, oddly enough, they were saying I wouldn't throw that pitch, and he he, he threw. Well, you seen that pitch? He threw when he, the slide. And that pitch, Rendon Rendon hit the home run foul right that end, and the game could have been tied. He just missed the home run to tie the game easily. You know, and uh, yeah. Levin's coming in to, to be the answer for Murphy. And Mets are very lucky with that matchup. Um, Murphy looks really out of sorts when he's pitching to him. Yeah. It's it's odd. This is a guy that clobbers the Mets. And I'm sure he wants the challenge of getting the hit off Levin's. That's the type of player he is. <clears throat> but he owned him yesterday. He got him chase one way inside curveball, and Murphy doesn't look like Murphy when Blevins is pitching. So I think he's two and sixteen now against him. So, yeah, that's, that's an right. Two for sixteen. He's the one guy who gets them out, right? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting matchup to see at this point. You know, if you're gonna watch one at bat in the game, that would that would be it. And odds are, it would be game winning situation or game tying situation. You know, Mets, what's our record versus the Nats this year now? Did we get our third win off them? Yeah. Yesterday, it's pretty, pretty bad. Pretty, and the only pretty reason, bad. Day. And the only reason we won yesterday is because of DeGrom, right? I mean, let's be real. DeGrom uh, running out of ball to first base. You know, yeah. there's one silver lining in the season, one guy that didn't break down and knock on wood right now. We still got a little baseball left. Uh, DeGrom has a little struggling, but he's been, and every pitch he does, they'll struggle a little bit at one point in the season. And uh, fans just got to get over it, you know. He, he struggled a little bit, but he's been a, a silver lining in a, in a horrible season and a guy that doesn't quit. Yeah, you know, no, hopefully when, when, he, when, when he pitches, hopefully, you know, the team's up and they want to score runs. And at this point, 
they said in the post game too, your Brandon Nimmo's and your younger players, Reynolds, they feel like they're playing for something. Even if it's the fourth man in the outfield, they're actually more motivated than the veterans are. You know, not not excluding playoff bound teams. I'm talking about teams not making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The younger, the younger players really have more to play for. You know, they they want to get noticed, maybe be on a starting next year on for some other team, or at least stay on this team looking for a paycheck, right? So you might as well play the rookies if you're the Mets. Yeah, they they don't want to. Uh, you know, the Mets they 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 hope somebody like that starts half decent, so then they can have an excuse not to go spend any money. <laughs> Well, yeah, and that's the sad part of it. They're trying to be the fourth yeah. outfielder, the, the, the fifth infielder, yeah, fifth outfielder. Not the national take it this is going to be our starting outfielder next year. Yeah. We don't if need to Brandon get a real was, center fielder. We got Brandon Nemo. We don't need a real – we don't need a starting center fielder. Now, those are the things they worry about. They were saying, oh, will he compete with Lagares for center field? And I was like, wait, wait a minute. That's already our choice, those two? A guy that's not really they should compete for the center. Like, well, you put it best. They should compete for the fourth outfield spot. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind Lagares being the fourth outfielder next year and, and coming in at center field. When you when you watch him play, he's a good center fielder and when healthy. Yeah, His bat seems to you come around hit. every time. It, it comes around and, and he gets hurt. hurt. Yeah, and that's the pattern. I think the entire time we've had him. Oh look, he's up to two eighty. Now you could just it comes count around, the game. It comes around and then he comes around and then he breaks the finger. Breaks your finger every year. So yeah. you know if if you're going to question Cespedes' legs, the way they did after the game, you you got to seriously consider Lagares and when both healthy, who brings more to the table. Just the Mets are a weird organization. Sometimes it, it makes you shake your head like why they're thinking what they're thinking, why they're saying what they're saying, you know, in these games. What a season. Now, you yeah. did say this. I haven't heard any rumors. Collins back next year or not? Well, that's the rumor now that Collins, Collins could be leaving. You know, now they're saying that Collins ain't committing to coming back next year. So so what, I, what I'm getting at is, so it's Collins' decision if he's coming back next year, not the Mets. So if Collins wants to come back, the Mets are going to bring him back. Nice. They won't evaluate, you know, the disaster of a season. Nationals had a lot yeah. of injuries too, right? Yeah. They're sitting in first, they're sitting in first place. They're on the DL. Their best hit is on the DL. I mean, you know. They've had key injuries, and they're sitting with a fat first place lead. You know, and there, there are injuries that can tank a season for you, granted. But I would think their injuries could have done the same, you know, and, and it would be a closer race right now. But they got Dusty Baker, no matter what you want to say. The guy gets teams in the postseason, and he's a good manager. Yeah. We got Collins, the 500 career manager, with, you know, one exception. Well, you know, one World Series appearance and one wild card appearance. The rest of his career is 500 below manager. The Mets like to make excuses. The Mets like to make an excuse that they're not good. They never like to point the fingers at themselves. You know, they never like to say, well, we're not good because, 
we have a bad manager or we made no moves in the off season or we're cheap owners. No, it's always there's injuries, the players being live up to expectations. It's never, you know, on them, you know. And yeah, absolutely not. I, we're cheap owners. Can they just come out and say it once? It's amazing that they even won last night. And again, they only won because the Grom just threw a gem, you know, and, and that's not going to happen every day, right? But like, well, the Grom throws a gem like that, so no. And you know, even yeah, if it does, happen every fifth day, it happen, but it can happen every fifth day. What about the other four days, you know? <laughs> that explains their record this season. We're looking at a bad baseball team and a bad organization right now, unfortunately. And two years ago, we would have never thought it would be this bad. No, not this bad this soon. You know, and I'm figuring in September with Cespedes gone, they're supposed do you know who they called up? They're supposed to call up somebody this afternoon. I'm waiting to see Tebow in the outfield. Oh, no. I, I think that the, the situation is actually presenting itself. Sell some well, tickets. They call up David Wright. Uh, oh, he got a hit finally, right? I think so. Maybe that's... Bring him up. Let's have the end of it. He played. No, he I'm played kind of, game. He played third base yesterday, and he reached first. So that might right. be a call for his call up. He reached first base. They might call him up. Call him up. Let's have, let him get four bats every day. Alan, they they call him up, and he hits. Let's just say they call him up, and he hits the rest of the year. He's going to be penciled in as the third baseman next year, and that's not good because you can't count on him to last the full season. Yeah, if we go into next season with him as a third baseman, no real backup. Um, Lagares is the center of the fielder, no real backup. Darno and Pilecki is the catchers. Yeah, we need a real star. You know, unacceptable. That's unacceptable that, if that happens. If you want to sell to us, yeah. Listen, if you want to sell to us that you're going to bring right, give right one more chance next year, then you better go get yourself a real center fielder and a real catcher. You know, yeah, very true. Uh, 100% right on that. Do do something. You know, we're going to have Conforto and and Cespedes in the outfield. Get a real center fielder, and and upgrade the catcher position. We're not worried about first and short anymore. You you want to fill in with second between TJ and Flores and Cabrera. You got three guys. Solidify the other positions. Make and not a small upgrade, a major upgrade. Best available. Like do some all the money coming off the books, and having two rookies in the infield, the salary can't be that high. So sign somebody. Get, I, my fans are going to need a reason coming into next season. It can't just be well sitting guard yeah. back, Harvey. Uh, There's going to be no really excitement if you don't do it like that. You know. No, last year I had the excitement of the pitching staff, thinking, "Oh, they'll hold if we don't score runs." This year, I don't even. Feel that? I, 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 do you solemnly believe that the Groms, Syndergaard, Harvey, Wheeler, Matt's all going to have a good year? <clears throat> Nothing is going to go wrong there. Like that's something yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it, but it, I'm to the point I'll believe in when I see it. I'm not going to expect it. We, Wheel has never done a season, may never do a season. Same for Matt's. Harvey's got a big question mark, something to prove at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think really Syndergaard will be fine next year, but, you know, all you really got is Syndergaard and DeGrom next year now, you know? 
Exactly. We got out of our five starters, we got two solid, barring any, you know, something goes wrong with an injury, and then three question marks, and then the middle bullpen still bunny. I think we'll be better on the closing end next year. Familiar Ramos is smart, maybe to go get Reed back. Have Reed and Blevins. Then yeah, I guess they looked at the it. Games. They got they have Blevins, Ramos, and Familiar. That's not a bad start. You still need a couple more guys in there, but that's not a bad start, you know? Right. There's going to have to be somebody available. Yeah, there's you know, plenty of people available. Closer. If Familiar is a closer, you're not looking for a closer. Maybe Ramos would be You can use Ramos in the eighth inning. So you really need like a seventh, a guy, a couple of guys that can chew up sixth and seventh innings. That's what you need. Right. But you don't want exactly. somebody, you want you don't want to you don't want none of these half ass guys like like Salas or guys like that, you know? Those ain't the yeah. type of guys you want. And then how they were used, you know, on top of it. Salas came up, did good for a little bit, and then we just pitched him until his arm fell off and kept pitching him. It was just pointless and Robles is even a bigger horror story. I don't know if he did good at, at did he do good at any point this season? At any level of consistency, not just to come in for a game and get an out. Yeah, to come in for a game and get an out, that's one thing. He was bad, I think, the whole year this year. Yeah. I can't think of too many appearances where you saw some potential that he was going to do well. And he always throws hard. So if you're throwing hard and you're sucking, something's wrong. Right. just can't even think about it. They're <laughs> just so bad. Well, you look at a guy who's thinking of throwing hard, like I was talking with Joe before about it. You look at a guy like Chapman. Here's a guy who's struggling, and he's throwing 100, 101 miles an hour, and he's still struggling, which is amazing, right? right? Like, that, that is. Here's a guy, you know, who's, here's a guy who's never had this. I mean, he's been pretty dominant his whole career, Chapman. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, it's right? Well, it it tells you it's not because Wheel has been this his whole career. It's not just throwing ninety nine miles an hour. It's your exact placement and the break on the ball near the plate, and that's just a matter of a break a half an inch over an inch over is the difference between a foul ball and a home run. Right. So having the arm strength is a good thing, but then is it spin really breaking the ball? You have to look at something else besides just ninety nine miles an hour. You know, it's, it, yeah. that is an odd thing with Chapman. Maybe it is World Series burnout. The Cubs did overuse him a ton. They'll, they'll have to make a call on him. And that was some brawl, huh? <laughs> In the Yankee game. I think every baseball fan saw that one. Yeah, that that was – and, you know, I was talking about it before. I mean, he had – obviously, you know, you have – they just get hit, they retaliate, they Cabrera and Romine brawl it out. And then, you know, guys throwing cheap, Sanchez throwing cheap shots at the bottom of the pile. Then the Tances hit McCann in the head, whether it was accident or not, he hit him in the head, right? So it was pretty, right. it was a pretty crazy, uh, crazy day, for sure. That was uh, unbelievable, I mean. Yeah, and actually, I didn't see that live. I just, I just saw the highlights and just watched it a couple of times over, and I was like, wow. One, it's been a long while since we've seen that. Yeah, have any players like that? Yeah, and three separate case, three sec- separate altercations. Yeah, 
Yeah, know, so that's, to that extent, you mentioned it. Is the umpire crew guilty of something there? Yeah, Not, I mean, from the first five pitch, there should have been a warning. If they throw that warning, and then the next one, as soon as the guy throws behind Cabrera, he gets thrown out, that, there's probably no brawl at that point if they did it that right. way. There probably would have been no brawl at all. But I think yeah, the umpire just, really did a bad job. And yeah, I, know, I kind of felt like I know, where was they in the whole thing? <laughs> I know both people were complaining, complaining about the umpiring as far as balls and strikes for the teams that game. But really, when the umpire mm-hmm. dropped the ball was in the fight, in my mind. I mean, it's, a lot of that extra stuff could have been avoided. It really could have, and it should have been. Right. It was something we would kind of see often in the past, right? But on the... On, um, the, uh, the news and you're watching all the different games and somebody had a brawl and it's kind of got away and you would think it is the umps because of that ejecting the guy for retaliating. It's worked. Yeah. You know, and it's not really what I would love. It was fun to watch, but it's not really something that should be occurring in baseball. You'd prefer it not to be. And yeah, I don't once like in a while, so yeah, ever. you don't want it to be, a, like you said, a recurrent thing. Once in a while you could deal with it, but you don't want it going on over and over and over, you know? Exactly, because if it is happening over, what does it mean? That throwing, what really triggers this? Throwing at somebody's head. Yeah. Right. Hitting in the back sometimes. It's really when someone's thrown up at the head. Nobody likes it. And I think all baseball fans, no one wants to see your favorite player, any player on your roster, get cracked in the head with a baseball. It's just an ugly thing to see. We watched it with the eyes. I just think I don't like the way the suspensions were handed out. I think there should have been. A little different, but I guess who am I? I'm not, you know, I'm not the MLB chief, so. Could be that much. You could be. Maybe I should be, right? I'd vote for you. Thank you. Thank you. you I'd vote for you to manage the Mets, too. You definitely do better than uh, the Will Pons are doing. I think anybody could do better than what they're doing right now. I, I think it's it's actually comical, a disgrace and comical what's going on there. And and it's just I, I there's just no words to even put on the injuries. I mean, what, at one point, like we've talked about this in the past, at what point did the doctors just don't get called out over this? Like why <laughs> the the team training when guys are getting hurt like this? It has to be, you know what are the training? What's going on? Like there has to be something. You know, nobody right. else is that ninety percent of their starting team is hurt. I mean, nobody else in the baseball. And for two years yeah, now, we've had them. Right, two it's years the now. The year of the going. increased home runs, and for the Mets, the year <laughs> of increased hamstring pulls and lap pulls and separated shoulders. And something's wrong. Exactly right. One player, two players. Guys just run, pitchers just running the first base, pulling a hamstring. Yeah, I mean, something's wrong. Something's seriously wrong in the whole process of preparation, stretching, whatever they're doing, going into next season and the off season. Don't do the same routines. We'll be watching a repeat next year with new players. So I'm reading this thing. It's it, so Cespedes says he's going to work his way back as soon as he can. It's his second hamstring injury of the season. He missed six weeks beginning of April with the first one. 
the left hand. He, he also mm-hmm. suffered a pinched nerve near his gluteus muscle during that extended his DL spin. And look what he says here. I think what is what it was when I was getting a massage, it was like a nerve right below my glute was maybe rubbed a little bit the wrong way. <laughs> so he, his extended DL was because they rubbed it. When he was getting a massage, they rubbed it wrong, and it, and it caused him to be out longer than he should have been. That's what he's saying. I mean, you can't make this pop up. You can't make this pop up. So in my treatment... Out. In my treatment for my injury, I got further injured. Yeah. Right? Not not running, not jogging. In my actual Get treatment of the injury. Getting a massage. <laughs> Getting a, get a massage. You really can't make this stuff up. You can't. <sighs> no, that's that's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, that's just... You, you can't even put a finger on it. Uh, yeah, fire them all. That's all I could say. Fire them all. Get a whole new staff. Get some kind of specialist. Spend the money on what you need to spend, and get people that have gotten results. Not not these yeah. kind of results. These these results. So it's almost like did we do an experiment and say let's try this and see if everyone plays better. That everyone got tight muscles and pulled. Something went wrong. You know, some somewhere in the training and and, and their whole process something went wrong. We'll never know, but they clearly had to do something different. And now yesterday, I was going to tell you, yesterday I went to uh, that Bar A event with, uh, you know, Mike Francesa. Uh-huh. It was pretty cool. I mean, Bernie Williams was there, you know, uh, Southside Johnny, you know, all, all those guys. They had some good, uh, you know, some good guests, and they did, uh, you know, it, it was so packed, though, I couldn't even get close. Last year I got close to Francesa, where I got pictures with him and stuff like that. This year we couldn't uh-huh. even get we couldn't even get near him this year. He was throwing out shirts. I mean, we were close enough to the stage, but we couldn't get near him. Last year he came down on commercials and he was talking to everybody. Uh-huh. This year he didn't do that, like on commercials. He pretty much stayed, you know, stayed where he was. He did see Monzo, the guy Monzo, the producer of Princess. Uh-huh. So he came by and gave me kind of like a fist bump as he walked by. But I, uh, that was it, but we we had a good time. Was good. I mean, we had VIP. My friend, the Big Weenie, shout out to the mm-hmm. Big Weenie for getting the tickets. He got a VIP ticket, so we had a we had good uh you know good VIP access where we had all like free barbecue food and stuff, so it was good. And like nice friend didn't... there, like ribs, chicken, burgers, hot dogs, all kinds of salads and stuff. So it was a, it was nice. a good uh it was definitely a good a good uh you know, a good selection of food that they had. The lines were a little crazy in the VIP section, but it was definitely worth it. Definitely a good time. And it wasn't as hot. Last year, I remember going last year, it was like 90-something degrees. It was murder. This year, it was only like, you know, it was a little hot, but it wasn't bad. It was like maybe 80, 81. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a lot more a lot more bearable to stand out there. But they had spots you can go under tents and stuff in the, in the you know, in the, what's it called? in the shade and getting the shade and stuff. So that was good, too. Right. But it was a good good time. Definitely a good time. He, he didn't get that's to tell Francesca he's coming for his job? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I was I was going to try. 
he had a, an empty seat next to him, I would have loved to have gotten that seat next to him for like 20 minutes to rip the Mets apart, but I couldn't get up there. <laughs> he would have enjoyed that, I'm sure. <laughs> I think I would have entertained the crowd if I would have got up there for 20 minutes and tore the Mets apart. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And they would have deserved it. One of one of my epic Met rains. Well, one of many this season. Yeah. Well, and, and sadly, yeah, they deserved each one of them this year. And we give credit when credit's due, and and the opposite side of that coin, right? You have yeah. To knock them when they're not doing what they should do. I'm I'm still perplexed with Rosario being called up so damn late. He is a bright spot on the team. Yeah, they waited way too long on Rosario. That was that's that's yeah. completely evident. Look, you never know. Sometimes they overhype a minor leaguer and they come up and they don't quite look. You know, they're a little below expectations. That's almost the norm. But everybody who wrote about him said he's ready. He's ready. He's ready. You know, any scouting report, you know, he's major league ready for the entire season, except for the Mets organization. Oh, we'll bring him up when he can be the starter. Yeah, and anybody, listen, most most young hitters are going to have some somewhat struggles offensively, and you know he's hitting fine. You know he's got to get a little more plate discipline, but he's you know he's doing fine offensively. But his glove is major league ready. At shortstop, that's huge. I mean, you know, if if there's two positions right where the defense counts as much as offense or more, center field and shortstop, right? That's why Lagaris still gets a shot. Yeah. If you if you can cover a lot of territory, you're going to shut runs down. You're going to stop rallies. You're going to make that spectacular play. You're going to make a difference in a one-run game. His bat, we saw years of Rodonez. Why was he playing? Definitely not his bat. Because of the glove, yeah. Because of the glove. But he was exactly. amazing with the glove. He was working. Was not, he was one of the few guys that was worth the price of admission just to play defense, right? Yeah, he well, was. Yeah, absolutely was. Turning double plays, getting to balls that you just knew other shortstops weren't getting to. And I'm, like I'm not seeing that in Rosario, but I'm seeing that he puts in he puts himself in the right position, the right angle. I see, going back to the outfield, left, right. I, I'm seeing it all from him. And at this point, I'm a believer in the scouting reports that say, you know, he was ready for major leagues. And Cabrera being hurt, and I've said it before twice this year, baffling, because if you would have brought him up sooner when we weren't so far out, who knows what kind of difference him and Dominic Smith could have made on this season. It's not just what they bring offensively, it's what they bring defensively and having legitimate people at the position. A little bit of Dominic Smith, yeah. I'll say this. He looks better than Duda. A lot better. It's not even close. Yeah, and Duda, for everyone who's played first base while during his tenure, Duda was our best first baseman. And watching Dominic Smith, now we got a real first baseman, not someone who's just better than the, everyone else on the roster. Therefore, they look good. Agreed. 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 Yeah, yeah. I mean, Right. That's my analysis. Hey, can I throw something? I know you're going to talk about the fight. I guess. Are you past yes. that time yet? I'll just throw no, my no, opinion out. No, no. Eddie's calling in. Eddie's calling in shortly. Boston. Okay. Cool. 
Great. I want to listen in on that. I want to throw my two cents in. I got to say, there is a lot of interest in a boxing fight, which I haven't seen for a long time. You know, I figured it would be Mayweather because of his mouth. And then you get an equally matched mouth in McGregor. But you do have, in the end, a mixed martial arts fighter versus a boxer. And McGregor, he gets knockouts, and he's wild, and he's relentless. But if you watch the clips of him, and I don't know how many people have seen his fights, he throws a lot of what I would call haymakers, like wild outside punches. And I, I could just see Mayweather tearing that up, like with straight inside punches. Yeah. So I this agree. fight's going to... Like I said, catching them off balance and stuff, you know? Like the balance is going to be a big factor. Yeah, McGregor can be off balance just that because he can throw a knee, he can throw a punch, he can tackle you, right? So it's less important in his world. Yeah. But he, but he's not in his world. If it was if this fight was an, an MMA fight, I, I would think any boxer would end up tapping out. They're just not used to the takedowns, and they have no idea what an armbar feels like and why these guys tap out so quick to it. It's painful. But it, it's not an so, MMA fight. So a guy like Mayweather will never, would never agree to fight him in his type of fight, right? So. No, that, that would be insane. Yeah. <laughs> He'd get killed. But it isn't that type of fight, so it is McGregor's boxing skill versus Mayweather's boxing skill. And if you've seen most of Mayweather's fights, the only time I've seen people give him a little hard time was guys that um, had the energy and were completely wild going at him. You have to kind of go at him. Yeah. That's the only time I've seen him struggle if someone's relentlessly coming at him even when he's hitting him. Now, most fighters are going to take so much punishment, right? You're not going to be able to do that but for so many rounds. So it's, it should be an interesting fight. I would hate to say it, but I because it's a boxing match, I would think Mayweather. Yeah, like all this money people are spending, I guess they just want to see a decent fight, right? And that's yeah, the question. You know, I want are to we see just, McGregor. Are, are, are we even going to get a decent fight? I guess that's the question, right? Yeah. I, I think it's going to get ratings. And people are going to spend that 100 bucks on the pay-per-view or watch it oh, in yeah, a they're bar. Definitely, they're definitely going to sell. It's definitely going to sell the fight. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Did, did you see any of the press conferences? That out of control. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... It's like wrestling. uh, It's it's basically wrestling. It's become. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's what I felt like I was watching. First, uh, McGregor was yapping his mouth, walking all around, and telling him to shut up. And then he kind of got his turn. uh, Highly entertaining. That's all I could say. You know, in the end, you got to get in the ring and get and get it done. But as far as promoting the fight, a lot of curses. Both both (laughs) fighters promoted the fight well. You know, and McGregor, is this going to be his biggest paycheck? Probably, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the purse is $100 million, $100 million for Mayweather and 30 for McGregor, but, you know, they're making so much more on all the other stuff. It's just insane. Right. So well, McGregor's got to, he's got to be thinking, if I lose, I lose because it's not an MMA fight. I'm winning because of how much money I'm getting paid. He really doesn't lose. Not financially speaking. Yeah. No, he ain't losing. But he can get knocked out in the first round and he's and he's set for life. You know? 
So yeah, it's, it's very true. He got he got paid a hundred million dollars, and he's getting paid almost a hundred million dollars when it's all said and done, most likely. And when it was going to amount to a three minute fight, so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, it, it would be. And I know um, your boy said it before, Judah Brown. Everyone in every Mayweather fight, you're watching, hopefully, someone gets a lucky punch knocks him out. That's McGregor's shot here, winning by a knockout. He catches him and rocks him and finishes him. But is everyone really watching to see if he struggles and throws a kick? Yeah, I mean... His, in, his instinct's taking over, and that is what it is. That that could make this a, a very interesting or short night if he gets disqualified. Yes, and we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking with Eddie, it's my man Eddie Mansky, who's on who's on hold right now. So I'm going to get to him in a minute, and we're going to get his uh, we're going to get his full analysis of this fight, what he thinks is going to happen tonight. All right, yeah. Let me let you let me let oh, you get that because I'm interested in hearing it. Well, thanks, Alan. Thanks for calling as always. I'm doing baseball, right. obviously. I'm doing some boxing here. And next week we'll be getting more into football as well. So I look forward to, you know, talking a lot of football in the coming weeks with you as well. Yes, and hopefully these injuries in the, in the preseason stop. Yeah, Everybody at some point they got Everybody seems to lose a key player. Yeah, yeah at some rough. point they got it. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the call. You got it. You got it. Take care. Okay. Dr. A calling in as always, doing a great job, talking baseball, Mets. We did some boxing. We've been doing boxing pretty much through the show with baseball. And now my man, former pro fighter, boxing analyst, and a good friend of mine for many years. Eddie Nancy, what's going on? Welcome to the show. What's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How's it going? I'm all right. Just getting ready for this fight tonight, man. Yeah, no, good to hear from you. And what do you think? Thanks, so man. let's get right to it. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I know, I know, through the years, you're not. I know you're a Mayweather hater. I know that. I know you don't like him at all. I know you always, you know, you're not a big fan of his to how he acts and all that type of stuff, and rightfully so. But what do you think in his fight? I mean, does McGregor have a chance? You think in his fight, or you know, everybody's been asking me this for she's for now for like the past two weeks, and here's what I'm gonna say, okay? I give him a shot between round one and round six by a knockout. If you don't knock him out by one and six, I I hope that it don't happen, but he's going to get tired because we all know that Floyd Mayweather talks a lot of dog shit and says he's yeah. going to do this, he's going to do that. He said he was going to knock Pacquiao out. He didn't do nothing. He made, he made the fight. He stunk the whole arena out. He runs. So... The only chance that I see Mayweather trying to knock him out is if McGregor is totally gassed and he's getting hit at will, you know? Um, Now, that's what I see. I don't see Floyd Mayweather fighting him straight up. I don't, because let's face it, the last person he'd ever knocked out was what? Victor Ortiz, and that was a a cheap shot? Really? Um, And that was how many years ago was that, That was uh, six years ago. Yeah. And the last time he legitimately knocked somebody out was 10 years ago when he fought Ricky Hatton. Now, 
you know me. You know, my grandfather was a tough son of a bitch, and he was very smart with boxing. And this is what he yeah. always used to tell me. He always used to tell me this. A dangerous man is the kind of man that is full of confidence, that is crazy, and that has no fear of anybody. Okay? And that's McGregor has all those things. And, hey, I think he won the battle of the minds already because, you know, I'm a good judge of character, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. The other day in that face-off, Mayweather was afraid. I seen it in his fucking eyes, man. And I'm going to tell you this. If McGregor's, if McGregor's corner has any fucking brains in their head, they will tell that man, do not go after his head for the first four to five rounds. Hit his forearms, hit his, hit his biceps, hit his triceps, hit his shoulders, hit his body. Don't worry where the fucking jab lands. Just throw it as a setup punch, you know? And then, because my grandfather always says, How's a man going to fight when he's disarmed? Once, once he can't defend himself, then you go after his head because then his mind's not going to be right. You know, like I said, I just don't see, I don't see Mayweather standing in front of him. I, I, I don't see Mayweather knocking him out. That's number one. Uh, and, if, and if Mayweather does knock him out early, then you could guarantee it's a fucking fix. But, I mean, because let's face it, Floyd Mayweather has lost, and they gave it to him, the first Marcos Maidana fight, and that's how McGregor has to come out, like Maidana did in the first fight. He's got to come out like a fucking wild man, but he has to he has to know when to come out like a wild man, you know? Um, he can't worry about boxing this guy, and he can't worry about, oh, God, I'm going to get hit because you're going to get hit, dude. Um, but Mayweather can't hurt nobody. Mayweather can't fucking hurt his own ass. So, you know, throw caution to the wind. You got a good chin. You get kicked. You get elbowed, you know. So what's what's a punch? So the thing what I'm saying is McGregor's, I think McGregor's a very tough guy. And this shit with Mayweather and that fucking bitch-ass Paulie Malinaji saying, oh, you know, you got you got knocked out. Well, first of all, he didn't get knocked out. <clears throat> you got choked out. That's second of all by Nate Diaz. And first of it's all, it's a whole different game. It's a whole different it's game. It's boxing and MMA, MMA. So it, it it's a whole different a whole different ball game. Um, you know, do I? This is my interpretation of this whole thing. It's not a boxing match. Man. It's a fight, and May and McGregor has to make it a fight because Mayweather's not. And McGregor has to make him uncomfortable. He's got to push him back. McGregor has to lean on him. He cannot give this guy a chance to get in his comfort zone because every time that Mayweather is forced to fight, like Maidana forced him to fight, Colo forced him to fight, De La Hoya forced him to fight the first six rounds, he was all fucking disheveled. So yeah. my, my thing is that's what McGregor has to do. You know, I... I, I I, I just want to see, it's going to be interesting, like the other guy said before I got on. And, you know, and my thing is, it's going to be interesting because I want to see, it, the first round, the first couple of minutes is all going to tell the story. How McGregor comes out, what he does when that bell goes down, you know? Because you have to wonder, is it, the, is it still the same Floyd Mayweather that, that left boxing? I don't think so. 
I mean, he's 40 years old. I mean, age is a number. Yeah, I mean, you know, age is a number. You got to catch up with him, right? I agree. I agree. But, you know, like I said, age is just a number if you know how to take care of your body right and you don't live, you don't live like an animal. Um, but I think that um, what I'm about to say is, is, you know, he fought his last fight against Andre Berto, who, to me, was way past his prime because he, was so, he had so many wars in the ring, you know? If you don't have a lot of wars in the ring, you could be a young 40. And Mayweather hasn't had a lot of wars in the ring. The only wars that he had was against Maidana, Cotto, the first Jose Luis Castillo fight, which he lost hands friggin' down. And, you know, the, to me, the De La Hoya fight, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't really tough for him because, I mean, he wasn't really getting hit. De La Hoya was just landing a lot of, lot of pitter-patter shit, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the Shane Mosley fight, it was only two rounds that he had to pull through. And then after that, well, my thing is, is you know, is Mayweather saying, oh, I lost a step just to sell tickets for the fight and, and to get people to buy it because, you know, that's how he's going to suck him in? Because let's face it, man, to me, Floyd Mayweather is, and I don't give a fuck who disagrees with me, Floyd Mayweather is not the greatest fighter ever. No friggin' way. He had the audacity to turn around and say that he was just as good as Ali ever was. He had the audacity yeah, to say dumb. that he was, that he, he was yeah that he was that he was better than Sugar Ray Leonard. Now let me tell you something, man. Sugar Ray Leonard in his prime would have took this fucking jerk and he would have taught him a lesson. You know, Marvin Hagler would have ate this kid for breakfast. Hearns would have sent his head from one side of the arena to the other. And you know, to me, Mayweather is just a, a buffoon. He's a he's he's a villain and he's bad for boxing. Boxing used to be a sport, and you know that. I mean, when we were kids, we used to watch it, you know, and fighters yeah, were getting yeah. paid. Yeah, fighters were getting paid less money, and they fought often, every three weeks, every month. They were getting paid less than these fucking idiots today. I mean, Mayweather stays off, off, off for three years almost, and he's getting $400 million. When Ray Mancini fought Livingstone Bramble in 1984, got his ass kicked, Real bad and got paid only what a hundred grand. Hagler versus yeah. Leonard. Leonard, yeah, Leonard got tw- uh fifteen million. Hagler got got twelve. I mean, even 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 like Durant, Hagler Hearns, Durant, right? one of the best fights ever. The Hagler Hearns fight, right? The, the best three, crazy enough. No, the best three rounds of boxing, hands down, and my, and and that's the thing, you know, they didn't get paid much. But, you know, like if my grandfather was alive today, <laughs> he'd be pulling for the Irish guy and everything. And only because he pro- – I know my grandfather, he would hate Mayweather so much because Mayweather really ruined the sport of boxing. He really did. And I also blame De La Hoya too because De La Hoya started it. He started ruining boxing also, cherry-picking his fights. And, you know – Yep, yep. Um, you know, and and hey, listen, and I'll give it to him. He did be, he did beat Felix Trinidad, and they robbed the guy. Uh, that I'll be honest with, and that I'll always I'll always say. I mean, I don't know how the fuck they gave the fight to Felix Trinidad, but hey, they did. And you know, and the thing is, goes tonight. I 
if if somebody if, if Mayweather's going to lose tonight, if he's going to get knocked out, I want I want it to be legitimate because you know there's a lot of people that are saying this fight is a, is a is a fake fight, saying that this fight set up already because hey I knew a guy, okay that was taking bets on this fight in the beginning, okay. And me and a few of my buddies at work, we were all going to get together and we were going to bet uh, $150 a piece on McGregor. Now, I never seen this in my fucking life, man. A bookie turns around and tells six guys that was going to bet $150 a piece, save your money, it's not worth it. And we were looking at him like, what? So that means if a bookie's telling you that, okay, you must know something. So, yeah. and also, this. They're talking about a rematch already. Mayweather would want a rematch. Why? Does he know he's going to lose? I mean, did, you know, it's, what's going on here? You know, I mean, these guys didn't even get in the fucking ring yet. And they're talking about a rematch. And then you got this moron, Paulie Malinaji, yelling, oh, you know, he wants to fight McGregor because his career is over. And let's face it, he was never a fucking um, pay-per-view uh, fighter. The only time no, he made no. the pay-per-view... Is when he got his jaw broken by Miguel Cotto. I mean, and made a fool out of himself. But that, and then you see that idiot in Mayweather's in Mayweather's gym the other day going sucker, sucker. Hey, listen, man, put it this way: you got your fucking ass kicked in sparring, regardless of the footage. Yeah, he got dropped. Okay? He got dropped sparring, so he's bitter. Yeah, and he, and he said it was a push down. Meanwhile, even my boy Zab Judah, okay, my best friend, he even said it too. Okay, <laughs> that didn't look like no push down to me. You know, and then and then you go to Mayweather's camp and you call him McGregor a sucker and this and that. Yo, he's showing up at the at the face off outside where you got to get escorted away from a cop yelling like you're a yeah, fucking yeah, idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. And, and yeah, and my my beef is with him is you know it's like you know I we used to be friends and everything and I I can't stand the kid because I know what he is what he is. But the thing is 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 that the only the only credit I do give Paulie, and I got to say, he does know what he's talking about as a broadcast analyst, and he does have he does have a lot of heart in that ring. He does. doesn't. And I've been in there. I sparred with him and everything. It doesn't matter how much you hit this fucking guy, you know, whether he takes a beating or not, he's still going to come. He's still going to be there, and he's still going to try. That, that I got to say. But the only thing that I'm disappointed in Paulie with is, you know, okay, this cocksucker is trying to break Rocky Marciano's record, okay? And yeah. you're an Italian kid, too, okay? And race has nothing to do with it, but I'd rather see somebody that's a real fighter. Like, you know, like, even if, like, Keith Thurman would have broke the record or Danny Garcia or, you know, even my friend Zab, or I'd rather see anybody break the record that has, um, a, you know, some honor and that people do respect than this fucking moron because... We all know if he breaks this record, we're never going to hear the end of it. And no, I know, you know and, and that's, he's the type of guy you don't want to see break a record, you know, just because. No, you don't. You know, no, you don't. You you don't want to see that. And I know that his brother Louis, he he managed me when I was fighting. You know, uh, him along with uh, Tyson's sister, and um. You know, I, I was speaking to him a couple of weeks ago, and he says, you fucking believe this shit? He goes, this this kid is going to try and break my brother's record. He says, I, you know, he's like, I'd rather see anybody try than him. Because yeah. the thing is, and this could bite him in the ass, and I'll tell you why, because 
You've been off for almost three years, and now you're going to come out and you're going to fight. You're going to fight an MMA fighter. But why didn't you take the challenge when Triple G was challenging you? Why didn't you yeah. take the challenge when, yeah, when Canelo wanted to fight you again? Because you fought Canelo when he was fucking greener than an apple. And now yeah, exactly. that the kid's got a lot more experience, you know, Canelo are not going to fuck out this time. And, and he even waited five would, years to fight Pacquiao, right? He waited five years to fight Pacquiao. He he waited seven years to fight Pacquiao. Seven. Yeah, and he didn't fight him at his best either, you know? He didn't fight him at his best. He didn't fight Cotto at his best. And let me tell you, even not at Cotto's best, Cotto gave him some fucking fight, boy. He, he did. Didn't, he, he didn't give. He didn't fight Mosley in his prime. He didn't fight Oscar no, in his prime. No, Mosley almost took him out. And Mosley almost took him out in the first round. That's right. And and the only thing with Mosley is he let it, he let his anger get 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 the best of him because cause he 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 really wanted to put Mayweather out. But and here's another thing: before everybody discovered that Antonio Margarito was a fraud and that his hands were uh, yeah. loaded, how come how come Mayweather didn't want to fight him when Margarito showed up everywhere he was challenging him? See, yeah. But you'll fight a you'll fight a UFC fighter because you think it's going to be easy fucking pickings. And it's money, and the money, obviously. And the money. Like, he's saying, oh, I I wasn't going to come out of retirement, and this guy guy was like a thorn on my side. No, asshole. You you came out of retirement, and I'm as blunt as it is, Ant, you know? I call it as I see it. It, You came out of retirement, not because the guy was calling you out, because they're waving $400 in front of your fucking face. You know, and it's like, you know, you say, okay, I can make an easy $400 million fighting this guy, and why should I, you know, chance it and fight somebody like Triple G and get my fucking ass busted? Because if he would have fought Triple G or Canelo, you best believe them boys would beat the shit out of him, and he knows it. But Yeah, he wants no fighter. And Canelo, like you said, he fought Canelo when he was green. Canelo now is a whole different fighter now. Canelo's a whole different yeah. fighter now. Did you Did you see... When he fought Chavez Jr. Now, Chavez Jr. should not be fucking fighting no more. He should be working a regular 9-to-5. Get off your father's name. Yeah, he's living off his father's name. I was just going to say that. He's living off his father's name. Yeah, you're not your father, jerk. And the thing, because his father wouldn't have fucking threw two punches at Canelo. And then when he got hit by a big right hand, Chavez shit his pants. You know? Yeah. You know, Look at when look at when Julio Cesar Senior fought Meldrick Taylor. He was getting his ass kicked well, the, the whole fight. fight. That was an awesome fight. I remember that fight. It was the, the ending. I it didn't was like stopped prematurely though. I think Taylor got robbed that fight. He did get robbed. No, one hundred percent. I mean, Meldrick Taylor should have won that fight, and it's a tragedy what happened to Meldrick Taylor. Meldrick Taylor became, you know, uh, very broken part. You know, a broken. He became a broken man. He became a shell of what he used to be. And, it was very yeah. sad. And again, it was because of Don King. Don King didn't want to lose his meal ticket with with um, Chavez because Tyson was in jail. So when Tyson went to jail, you know, his meal ticket was Chavez, you know, and he, yeah. and once Chavez would lose that title, you know, the, the spiked head devil would know that, okay, my biggest commodity is in jail. My second biggest commodity just lost the title. Wow. What do I do? Because at the time, Lou Duva had, Meltrick Taylor. And, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to say, again, getting back to Mayweather and the Marciano streak, look at when Larry Holmes said he was going to break Marciano's record 
when he was 49-0. and 0. Hey, and Larry Holmes, to me, was an underrated uh, fighter. And I thought he was—I thought he was a great champion, Larry Holmes. Don't get get me wrong, but he fucked himself when he says I'm 49 and 0, and he says to Marciano's brother Pete, "The only reason why they're mentioning your brother in the paper is because of me. Your brother couldn't hold my jockstrap on my worst day." And then what happens? Wow, he goes into the ring against. Yeah, that's bad. And because Marciano would have broke his fucking hole too. But hey, and then you know, Spinks beat him he, up anyway. Michael Spinks, a guy who didn't deserve to be heavyweight champion if your fucking life depended on it. Hey, he was a great light heavyweight champion. And Michael Spinks, yeah. you know, me personally, I liked his brother Leon better because Leon had more balls. The only thing with Leon was he, you know, let the drug and the alcohol oh, get out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, issues. But, you know, the thing is, man, getting to this fight, I mean, people are all curious. That that's the reason why they're buying this fight in is is because they're curious to see what's going to happen. And is McGregor going to get frustrated and kick him in the head? Is McGregor going to get frustrated and jump on him and choke him out and pound him the fuck out? That's that's what people want to see because people are fucked up in this society. You know, people just don't want to see a real boxing match, and and everybody wants to see this guy McGregor, especially the Mayweather fans, those idiots. They want to see him, you know, self-destruct in the ring rather than them just see Floyd Mayweather beat him legitimately, you know. I'd rather, if, if Mayweather's going to win, hey, if the fight is a really good fight, which I doubt it, and it goes, to, like, you know, to the deep water and it's a real dog fight and Mayweather beats him, then I'd, then I'd say, okay, you know what? Good fight. You know, Mayweather grabbed his balls. They knocked him out, whatever. I just don't see that happening. I see either McGregor knocking him out or Mayweather making it a real boring fighting. I mean, you know, that's, that's my take on it. If Mayweather stops him, it's going to be like you said, because McGregor gets tired, like, in the late rounds or something. Yeah, I, I yeah, if, if, Mayweather, if Mayweather stops him, it's because McGregor is going to tank out. Now, because think about it. McGregor fights five rounds, right? Five rounds for a championship, five minutes. Now, that's, that's 25 minutes. Floyd fights 11 minutes past that, okay? So he's he's used to that. This is his environment. Now, you know, if, if McGregor is training as hard as everybody says he is, is what he says, uh, and, you know, he says he's not going to gas out and get tired, you know, and he really is not, then, you know, then the only the only thing is that he has to keep that – pace up for 12 rounds. He has to sustain that intensity and throw, and, and, and you know, and don't go for the, don't go for the, the straight, the straight left right away. Go for the overhand left, you know, because a lot of boxers don't use overhand rights or overhand lefts. They use straight. You know, UFC guys do that. But my, my grandfather always told me, always throw the overhand right in boxing because, you know, eat, and, and don't look for it to land flush on the jaw or whatever. Throw it on the top of the head, on the top of the skull, because it'll rattle their brain and, and it'll, you know, keep their equilibrium fucked up. And then once they're all fucked up and they're not on steady legs, then you can do whatever you want with them. But the overhand right yeah. or overhand left is very important in, in boxing. Um, you know, I, I want to see McGregor throw a lot of overhand. I want to see him, you know, really bring it to him and attack him. You know, hit focus focus on disarming him. You know, just don't 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 focus on his head because... Mayweather is the master with you know with the shoulder roll and this and that, you know, 
I, I just like, like I said, you know, there's a guy at my job last night who says to me, oh, I don't give McGregor a shot at all. He's going to get knocked out in one or two rounds. I said, what? I said, listen, uh, hey, I said, tell you this. If he does get knocked out in one or two rounds, it's definitely a fucking fix. Because he goes, oh, I already say that. Because, you know, McGregor's a UFC fighter. I said, that's right. He gets kicked in the fucking head. He gets elbowed. He gets kneed. And the man was never knocked out. He was tapped out. Not tapped out. He was choked out. Okay? The referee had to stop it. So I said, Mayweather with his brittle bitch hands, I, he ain't knocking him out. You know, I mean, hey, man, I, I just, like I said, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens. I I hope to God that McGregor comes out for himself and shocks everybody and, and beats this motherfucker. Even if he doesn't beat him, just give give him a really, really good fight, you know, where the public now yep. will demand the rematch. Well, you know what one of my so, concerns is? Balance. Like, do you think balance is going to be a problem? Like, you know, he could be off balance and get – not even with a big punch. 100%. Punch, be off balance and get knocked down. Off, 100%. You know, being off balance, right? 100%. And balance is, a, balance is the whole thing here in boxing, you know. It, I mean, in UFC, you could – you know, it's, 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 all, it's a street fight. And you know growing up on the street. I mean, you've seen what street fights are, right? You've been in many of them. I've been in, in a ton of them, you know. It, it's the only thing with you with UFC is, you know, there are some rules rather than the street. And there's no balance in the street. Everybody's fighting and wobbling all over the place. So McGregor has to, hopefully, I hope he's been practicing on his balance, you know, because when he, when he comes in at him, you know, he's going to have to come in on steady legs, you know. He, he's got to have to have balance. Because if you don't have balance, this motherfucker is going to capitalize on that because you, we all know that Mayweather is the greatest counterpuncher in this game, you know? Uh, that's his, that's his game, right? That, yeah, his whole thing is I'm going to counterpunch the shit out of this guy and I'm going to hit but not get hit and get, you know, because I, you know, I don't want to take a chance. And I remember Zab telling me, you know, uh, one time Mayweather was talking and he quoted himself as even the best fighter, better than Sugar Ray Robinson. Are you out of your fucking mind? Sugar Ray Robinson was, to me, of overall, was the greatest fighter of all times. I mean, this this man had 119 or 120 fights professional, okay? Yeah. And... You know, he lost maybe 19 fucking times out of all those fights. And Sugar Ray Robinson started off at 132 pounds and finished his career at light heavyweight. And he beat the best. And he lost to the best. And the man didn't duck nobody. You know, same thing with Archie Moore. Guy retired at 53 years old. Guy had over 130-something professional fights. That's because these guys fought every month. Jake LaMotta and, and Sugar Ray Robinson fought each other a total of six times, right? But they fought the first three times. They fought in under three months. These guys now, they, they fight once a fucking year. And Mayweather's fighting. I know. It's great. Mayweather has been fought in a couple of years now, right? Two years, is it? Uh, two and a, uh, just about two. It's, going, it's two years now. It's two years. His last fight was against Andre Berto. And I'm going to go on record and say this. Zab was the first one to expose Mayweather to to show the blueprint how to beat him. 
you know. I wanted uh, to bring that up. I was actually going to bring that up. Obviously, you're close friends with Zab Judah, and Judah gave him one of his toughest fights back in the day. I remember watching that fight, and Judah had, Judah had him in trouble that night. Judah had him and, in uh, trouble, okay? And he had Mayweather... You know, everybody said, get the fuck out of here. Mayweather t- Mayweather's glove touched the fucking floor, and, no, and, and the referee didn't ca- count that as a knockdown. Yes, but hey, yes, it did. I mean, but look at who the referee was. Kenny Bayless. He's a Mayweather yep. referee. He's in his pocket. And I hope that cocksucker don't ref the fight tonight, because whenever Mayweather gets in trouble, especially when it was Ricky Hatton fighting him and he had Mayweather in trouble, Kenny Bayless stopped the action. But that's neither here or there. Zeb for the first five rounds, beat the living shit out of Floyd. Floyd, you know, didn't really have an answer for it because it was equal speed, you know, and Zab was a very crafty in his day, uh, Southpaw. But what happened with Zab was Zab wanted to knock him out so bad because, you know, Floyd was under... When, when you're fighting, and my grandfather always told me, you never let your anger get the best of you, even if you're fighting your worst enemy. You know, fight him, fight him smart, because eventually, if your heart is bigger than his and your power is bigger than his, even if your skill is not as, as great as his is, but the power and the will to break this man's will, his will, and knock him down, you'll do it. Zab beat himself. And I say this to him all the time, you know, he beat himself. And, you know... Zab came the closest besides Maidana and Cotto. I'm not even going to say De La Hoya because that really wasn't even a fight. To me, that was a money setup fight because at the end, then they started slugging it out with three seconds left. But, yeah, I know. You know, yeah. You know, um, but Zab came the closest to beating this guy. And every everybody realizes and acknowledges that. But, you know, Mayweather fans, they... They like to they like to disponge that because they want to make this fucking guy invincible, you know. He even the greatest of all times, Muhammad Ali, wasn't invincible. You know, Joe Frazier beat him when he was thirty and old, Muhammad Ali, when he was undefeated. Yeah. And I agree. Okay, he did wasn't a three year exile or whatever the case. You know, and 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 let's get to this subject. Everybody's saying that, you know, McGregor has no shot, this, that. What about 20, 27 years ago when, a, when a, a, a guy that was regarded as a fucking journeyman, a bum, Buster Douglas fights Mike Tyson, okay? Everybody thought this was a joke. Everybody's like, oh, this is going to be a quick fucking 10, 10 million for Tyson. And he comes out of nowhere and knocks, knocks Mike Tyson out when Mike Tyson was regarded as the baddest man on the planet. All right? And nobody you know, seen that coming. <laughs> nobody seen that coming. Just like this is, you know, nobody could see this coming, you know. And like I said, in boxing, all it takes is one punch to change the landscape of a fight. I know that, you know. Um, and my grandfather always said, "Don't ever underestimate a man that has a, a good boxing, a good fighting background, or boxing background." And he has two eyes, and has two hands, and two feet, and crawls into that ring because he's not a fucking bum. He's not a joke. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying this. McGregor is going to try. I believe he's going to try. I don't believe he's just coming in there for the payday to get a fucking beating. 
Um, I, I just, I just, it all depends on what Mayweather does, you know, and if McGregor could catch him. Because I don't think that Mayweather is going to give this guy a chance to, you know, mount any kind of attack. You know, I just think that Mayweather's talking a lot of shit. He's going to knock him out. Yeah, you're the student. I'm the teacher. And comes the 26th of August, I'm going to fuck you up. Well, he said that about Pacquiao, that he was going to knock Pacquiao out. And he had a dead man in front of him, and he didn't take a chance to beat him, knock him out, you know. So, me, everything that Mayweather says to me is just a fucking debacle and he's a fucking liar and he you know he uses the sport of boxing to get rich and he and everybody says well that's the way he that's the way he fights no 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 Sugar Ray Leonard boxed and and he ran around the ring but the motherfucker had balls he he picked it up when he had to you know I mean yeah yeah Mayweather Mayweather would never have the balls to do that I mean I, I mean I don't care I mean when he first started fighting Around the time, like when he fought Diego Corrales, hey, I got to give it to him. He did, I call a spade a spade, man. He did, was more of an offensive fighter than defense. But once he started with this whole money shit, I mean, I wouldn't be, if this was Mayweather coming out of retirement against, uh, you know, another fighter, I wouldn't pay to see it unless it's Triple G. But the reason why I'm, 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 I got this fight tonight is because, like I said, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see from a lot of, you know, standpoints what happens here tonight. And, I, and I'm pulling for McGregor, and I hope the guy, and there's another thing, I, I hope the guy, all the smack that he's been talking and all the, you know, belittling that he's doing himself, I hope that the guy could back it up. Because if he gets whitewashed really bad, you know, he's going to be looked at as a fucking joke. And, you know, it's not going to be pretty. He's gay. He, you probably never see him again if, if he if he gets a fucking beaten and he gets looked like a fucking yeah, yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, Because, you know, in the end, like the other guy that was on before me said, uh, you know, hey, you know, it's a win-win situation. I mean, if McGregor loses, he's not losing. He's winning. Because he's going to walk away with, like, what, 100 and a quarter? After this is all said and done, you know what I mean. So yeah. if he loses, he's he's going home a fucking millionaire. There's no doubt about that. And that moron is going to become a billionaire. So you know, it, it, you know, the only thing maybe is he'll that pay I, his I taxes finally. Yeah, maybe he will pay his taxes. You know, and 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 that's <laughs> another thing. <laughs> when 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 you know you got other people handling your money, are you fucking stupid? You know, you should know when it's time to pay taxes. You should know. But then again, it's it's how he lives because he's a fucking asshole. You know, I mean, guys like Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler and Thomas Ernst, you never heard them going broke. You know, no. it, it, look at George Foreman. That man never went broke. Larry Holmes, he's one of the richest, one of the richest out there now because he took all, he owns all of Eastern Pennsylvania. He took all his earnings and he, and he, he, he did, did positive things with it. Turned into real estate. Lennox Lewis, too. He's not broke. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, they asked Lennox Lewis what he thought, and they asked Lennox Lewis, are you going to go to Vegas to see the fight? And he said, I'll watch it at my house. He says, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't waste my time flying in unless they were paying me to broadcast. And, I, you know, from his from his 
point of view, I agree because he even thinks too that Mayweather has no business fighting this guy. And if he does lose Mayweather, it's because he he tried to dupe the boxing community, make a quick four hundred million without getting hurt, and just ride off in the sunset. But you know, calm as a motherfucker, man. You know, and I hope the Marciano curse comes back to bite him in his ass tonight. You know, because. and, and another thing, you know, he's saying he has the greatest record of all time, Mayweather. No, he doesn't, because before Chavez was defeated, Chavez had a record of, I believe, what, 99 and fucking all until he yeah. lost. I mean, that, you want to talk about an impressive fucking record. That's a record, man. That's a record. And okay. Chavez, and like he, he told you a point earlier, Chavez used to fight like every month, every two months, Chavez. And every fight that, mostly every fight that Chavez ever had wasn't a walk in the fucking park. I mean, look at the fights that this man had Ed, against Edwin Rosario, Juan Laporte. I mean, uh, against Whitaker. I mean, uh, God. I mean, Meldrick Taylor. Um, he fought, he fought De La Hoya at the end of his career. He, was at he the fought De La Hoya at the end of his career. Right, and, 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 and even when... The second fight, he was giving Delahoyer a fucking battle in the second fight. I mean, I had him yeah. up on the point until they stopped the, the fight cuts, because he right? had a, the cuts, that very bad gash in his mouth. He, you know, and 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 you know, Chavez Chavez was a great fighter. I mean, he he beat the snot out of Greg Haugen, bad. Cause Greg yeah. Haugen embarrassed him and said, "The only people you beat is Mexican cab drivers." And he goes, "Oh yeah, all right." Yeah, yeah. And he beat, <laughs> he beat, and then look what he did to Camacho. Oh my lord! Camacho, the Alamo yeah, zone. He added Camacho. He gave Camacho and how, first and how can beat Camacho? How can beat Camacho too later how on? Well, and no, Pazienza. Be... He had some great fights with Pazienza. Haugen. He did. No, Haugen. Haugen had great fights with Pazienza. Even Camacho, when he fought Pazienza, was a great fight. Camacho beat Pazienza. You know. And and everybody said, oh, if Pazienza would have fought Mayweather, I think Mayweather would have beat the living shit out of Pazienza, because yeah, Pazienza, Pazienza wasn't a great a great boxer. He was a great he was a great fighter, you know, not even a great fighter. He was a, he was a good fighter, um, you know, a fighting style. Uh, a, a Toro Gatti, he Pazienza would never be, uh, you know. And when Gatti fought Mayweather, you know, he was out of his league because. Gaddy, Gaddy, you know, it was like comparing apples and oranges. And everybody thought that Gaddy was going to get to him. And, 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 and it was crazy because when Gaddy did get to him on the ropes, he couldn't do nothing, you know. But that was also when Floyd Mayweather was Floyd Mayweather. That's not, you know, that's when he was pretty boy Floyd. That's what he wasn't, that wasn't the money bullshit then, you know. I actually liked him better then when he was a fighter fighter. When he when he fought Diego Corrales, I mean, Jesus, God Almighty, he beat that man something senseless. But like I said, you asked me my opinion for tonight. My opinion is this: McGregor has a shot between one and six. After that, I think I think Bitchweather is going to run all over the ring and 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 just look the coast to a decision. You know, you know, and that's that's yeah. And I don't, I don't give a shit who he is. You know. I don't like the guy. I really don't like him. I mean, uh, I liked him better when he was Pretty Boy Floyd, when he was more humble and when he was, you know, when he was more of a fighter. Now, you know, you got him, his fucking father, who who, 
who sounds like he he can't even fucking get a a, a sentence out without fucking forcing it out, you know, talking yeah. shit. He always his, fuck, his always father was a real his father was really really scum of the earth at one point in his oh, life. His fa- oh my god, his father was the lowest of the lowest, man. I mean, and you know, you're riding off your son's coattails. I mean, Roger Mayweather was a decent fighter. Floyd's uncle and a good trainer. Was. Roger Mayweather was a good trainer. Like he gave, he, listen, he he basically fired Roger because of his father. Listen, man. You know, May, May, Roger Mayweather to me is one of the best trainers in the business. If you want to know the truth, um, you know he's an ignorant asshole. Absolutely, but I think he's one of the best trainers in the business. I mean, everybody says Freddie Roach is. Listen. Who the fuck was Freddie Roach until Pacquiao came along and beat Barrera? Nobody really yeah. knew who Freddie Roach was. You know, Pacquiao comes along and upsets Barrera and bursts on the scene. Oh, Freddie Roach is his trainer. Oh, hey, Freddie Roach. You know, so that's how Freddie Roach became known to the boxing public as a globally, you know, known trainer because of Pacquiao. I mean, you know, you want to know my honest opinion? The best trainer of my generation that I that I could actually say there's there's two different two trainers to me that are, were were the best in my generation. One Lou Duva, okay, and Teddy Atlas. All right, nobody really wanted to train with Teddy because Teddy made them work their fucking ass off. Okay, Teddy Teddy made them fighters. Teddy made them win. All right, Teddy doesn't always say the best things. You know, but to me, Teddy Atlas and Lou Duva were the best trainers of, of my years being alive. You know, that hands yeah, down. I was a big now, Lou Duva fan too. I like Lou Duva. Oh, Lou Duva! You know, and I had the pleasure—I had the pleasure of training with Lou Duva a, a few times in the Fairfield gym in Jersey. And you know, Marciano's brother Louie brought me to him, and you know, Lou loved the way I fought and how I carried myself. And I just just sitting there listening to Lou and talking to him and Tommy Brooks, um, getting all this knowledge. I like Tommy Brooks. So Tommy Brooks is a good. Tommy good Brooks too. is a great trainer too. Yeah. But he doesn't train. He doesn't train that many people anymore. Tommy Brooks. I mean, you know, Tommy Brooks is is, is a nice guy. He's very he's he's very knowledgeable and he cares about his fighters. You know, because Tommy Brooks was going to be in my corner when I was going to um fight, and he told me he's like you know. Um, fighters don't know fighters don't know themselves when enough is enough, you know, to live to fight another day. He goes, but us as trainers have to know for our fighters when enough is enough, because she says all that money in the world ain't ain't worth watching, you know, as a trainer knowing that your fighter got killed because you didn't stop the fight, you know. Yeah. Um, but guys like Tommy Brooks, Lou Duva, Teddy Atlas, you know, they were great. You know, and God bless Lou. He just passed away not long ago. You know, you'll ne- there'll never be another guy like Lou Duver in the sport. You know, and and when Teddy Atlas decides to hang it up and not train people no more, there'll never be another guy like Teddy, Tommy Brooks. You know, now you got guys like you know the Mayweathers and you know uh, egotistic idiots like Freddie Roach. Cause I- I'm not a Freddie Roach fan. I mean, I had the pleasure of meeting Freddie Roach. When I was in L.A. and he's he's really not the nicest guy in the world, man. He's not. I feel sorry for him that he has you know Parkinson's disease, but he's not the nicest guy in the world. He's really not. Um, you know, he's an arrogant guy. He's got that little man syndrome, and uh, he's a prick. <laughs> he's 
you know, bottom line, he's a prick. And I, but I did have the pleasure to meet Floyd Mayweather Sr. when I was in Vegas with Zeb. Uh, and I got to say, I did speak to him. And, you know, he's a different guy when you're talking to him, just talking to him. Uh, he, he, you know, he knows his shit. He does. But when it's life camera action, he acts like a fucking moron. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, some people think you'd be a little more, you know, but I guess they you know, can't change somebody's personality, right? No, no, no. You can't, you can't, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know that. I know that. I mean, you know. But um, it, it's it's going to be interesting tonight. I tell you what, I tell you what would have been a better interesting thing, right? A rematch between you and Devin Ross on that card, on the undercard, and a rematch yeah. with me and Adam Adam Klein. <laughs> Yeah. And we we, we tried to get that twenty years later. We were trying to do a twenty year reunion rematch, but it never it never uh, came into fruition. You know, I, I <laughs> that love that. That was, that I was love some fun night. That was a oh, great it was night. One that fun was a night. fun night. But you know, but with all the experience I have now, you know, I love prime time. But it would have been a way different story this time, man. <laughs> oh, of course. It, yeah. well, I remember coming <laughs> to watch you fight. That was a great time when we came and watched your fight that night. That we had a great time that night with you. It was great oh, to you see you in that fight. ring doing your thing, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, I appreciate you being there. You know, um, it, it, listen, and you know when I made my pro debut in the Mass Square Garden, you know, it was a big thing because I mean, you know, Mike Tyson had trained me for like six weeks up until that fight, and. Working with Mike was a was a was a great experience, you know. And I have nothing but respect for him. And you know, he you know he's a great guy. And you know, but just just training with him is another is another fucking <laughs> is another that's, whole that's something that experience you forever, you know. Yeah, man. You know, and you know when people hear that I train with them, they're like, oh, you're full of shit, this and that. And then you show them pictures, they're like, oh, oh, wow, yeah, oh, wow, well, fuck you. But, you know, training with him, I learned a lot. You know, my grandfather, I, my grandfather was my biggest teacher. You know, my grandfather, my grandfather started grooming me at a young age when I was like five years old, man. You know, his thing was when you're old enough, when you're old enough to have long, lengthy conversations with adults, you're old enough to start learning how to fight. <laughs> And you remember my grandfather, he was a tough bastard. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of people that I speak to now that remember him from the old neighborhood, they respected him because, you know, he well, was my grandfather. Was, him. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that, man. You know, he was a legit tough guy, you know, but but he had a passion for the sport. I mean, his father was a bare knuckle fighter um, in the 1800s. My, you know, my grandfather's Five brothers were all fighters, and my grandfather's related to Jack Dempsey. So you know we have we have all that in the family. You know me, I, I like I said, I wish I would have never walked away from the sport, but I did for my own reasons, um, and for my own good reasons too. You know, but have I would have stood there, and if I would have got the fight with Paulie that I really would have wanted, you know, <laughs> that would have been great. You know, it would have been great for me, and real bad news for him, but. You know, the thing is that it didn't happen, you know, and then other circumstances came about, and I I had to, you know, I just decided and said, all right, you know what, man, this is not fun for me no more. This is not, I don't love this no more. This is not what my grandfather, 
you know, uh, taught me it would be, this is fucking toxic. I don't like this. See you later. And that's what happened. You know? Yeah. I just. I but once you, you lose know, the love for it, and you know that—that's when it's time to walk away, like you said. I mean, you can't, you know, that because then you put yourself in position to, you know, to, you know, not excel anymore because you're not, you know, your, your head's not into it anymore. But I could just tell you from growing up with you, knowing you—I know you last 30, 35 years. We know each other, me and you. Thirty-five and years, it was great. man. We know each other a long time. And it was great to just see you chase your dream and reach your goals and, and become a pro fighter, you know. As a longtime friend who grew up with you, you know, it was definitely great to see that for you. And, you know, no, I, I, very pre- happy I appreciate it. No, thanks, man. Uh, you know, I'm on to a different chapter in my life now where that's, you know, that's about to come come to uh, fruition with me. And, you know, people always tell me, oh, we'd like to see you fight again, you know. I'm like, I'm 39 now, you know, like, you know, but you're not an old 39, you have, you know, you never did drugs, you never drank, you, you know, you, you have, a, you know, your body's in shape, yeah, I understand, I, and, I, and I, I know if I got back in the ring, I could do well, you know, because I still spar, you know, once in a blue moon here and there, and I spar with guys way younger than me, and, and it's still, to me, I haven't lost a, I haven't lost a beat, you know. Um, but it's it's just not something I love no more, you know. It's just something that I, you know, I'm a now I'm a fan of it, you know. I'm a it, it, um, I'm a fan. I like to work out, doing the workout still, you know. After I do my weights, I still like a couple of days a week. I still spar. I still hit the bag. I still jump rope. But um, you know, if my grandfather was still around, God rest his soul, and he didn't and he and he didn't leave. Before I, you know, got really deep into the the boxing game, and he was still with me, but that'd be a different story, you know. If Tommy Marabella, God, God rest his soul, was still around, those two guys, I'd still be, I'd still be in the game, or I'd come back, you know. But you know, they're both gone, and that's that's the reality of it. And I lost the love for fighting, and you know that I moved on. It's been twelve years since I had a fight, and you know, I just. You know, I do I do miss it sometimes, and I look back and say I had a lot of fun, you know, but once it's been become fun. April 2006 was your last fight in Greensboro, North Carolina, right? Yes, it was, man, and I was very sick that night, and I had, I had, um, I had, what I, I had, uh, pneumonia, and I went down there, and I didn't want to pull out a fight. That's the kind of guy I am, and... The thing was, I knew that I I was going to be gassed out early, you know. And what I did was, I I uh, I went at the kid. The kid wasn't the kid wasn't a good fighter. I mean, I should have beat the kid. Uh, if if it was me, a hundred percent, and I wasn't sick, I would have beat him. But what I did was, I went at him early, and I did catch him with a mean left hook, and I dropped him. And I said to myself, "Stay down, motherfucker." That was a war fight. That was a good fight. That was a war, that fight. So what happened was I dropped him, got up, and he boxed me to a decision because I ran out of gas, man. When you're sick and you have, you you know, a lot of fighters step into the ring sick and they shouldn't do that. And I made that mistake. And then after that, you know, just a lot of bad shit had came up uh, in my life, you know, with certain people, you know. So I just, I just said, you know what, man? And, and it, I mean, people in the boxing game, people around me and everything. And I just said, you know what, man? 
this career is not going to be my own, so I want to just walk away from it, you know? And that's what I did. I walked away from it. Everybody got mad at me from it. You know, a few people didn't speak to me no more or doesn't feel the same towards me because they felt like I was a quitter. They felt like, you know, I gave up or I made them look bad. Well, you know what? It was it was how I felt. I, you know, they wasn't in the ring getting hit. They wasn't in the ring. They wasn't in the gym putting eight, nine hours in the gym. Yeah, you know, I was getting up 430 yeah. in the morning jogging, jogging, running, running 10 fucking miles, you know, running the Coney Island Beach and shit, you know, running down 86th Street when I lived out there. Um, you know, it was me, you know, and everything that my grandfather taught me and, and, and wanted for me, you know, I seen how it was going. It was going to crash and burn like a fucking airplane. And I just didn't want that. So, you know, I, I got out of, I got out of it very early. And I, I mean, sometimes I sit back and I say, maybe I shouldn't have, but I just didn't want to deal with the bullshit of, you know, certain situations where, it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't going to be my life. It wasn't going to be my career anymore. It was going to be people controlling me, people telling me what to do. And then, you know, the whole thing with this fucking Paulie Malignaggi, I wanted to fight him so bad, and I wanted to put the beat on him, you know, for what, for what he did to me. You know, but again, you know, I'm not, and people always say, oh, you're jealous. Well, I'm not jealous of Paulie. No way. Because I'm a I'm a pure fighter, you know. I don't hide behind people, you know. But I respect Paulie for what he done. I I mean I'm glad that he made money for himself, because the kid didn't have nothing when he was fighting when he first started fighting. Yeah. You know the kid ha- the kid did have it rough, you know. Um, and and I watched him grow into uh, a really really good fighter, decent fighter. Um, and, and I was proud of him. I was, you know, and to this day, you know, no matter how stupid he acts or whatever the case, you know, I don't begrudge Paulie. I don't, I don't hate the kid. I, you know, I just, there's, there's some certain things between me and Paulie that was never ironed out that, Hey, you know, sometimes it's not meant to be ironed out. Um, but I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that he made a, uh, you know, a career out of boxing. Uh, He had a decent long career. And now he's got another career after after boxing. He's a, he's an analyst, a Showtime sports uh, commentator. And I gotta say, he's one of the best out there. You know, the kid does know what he's talking about. You know, he he does know his shit. You know, like I listen to him commentate with other people. You know, and he he sometimes knows how to overthrow and talk Al Bernstein, who's been in the business for over thirty, over forty something years. You know. That's one thing about Paulie. Paulie always had a natural knack and a natural, uh, you know, knowledge on boxing. You know, he's, you know, he, he was very, very, very knowledgeable about it. He knows his shit, you know, and, and he does know how to fight, you know. And I tell you this, if he was a bigger puncher, you know, it would have been a different story, you know. Well, that's the it, thing. So, he never had the big knockout. He didn't have, a, he didn't have any power. So he yeah, had an point yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now nah, he, I mean, listen, let me tell you something. Paulie didn't have big power, right? But the motherfucker would run rings around, would run rings around you, you know, in the ring. I mean, he'll, 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 you could chase him all night long, you know, and if you, you know, if you're one of those guys that just don't have it, you're going to get, you're going to get your fucking, <laughs> you're going to get your ass fucking kicked. But, I mean, again, 
you know, he did, he did, uh, he did make a good career for himself. And, you know, I, like I said, you know, hats off to him. But, um, like I said, as far as tonight goes, you know, and it's going to be interesting too, because Paulie's commentating that, that fight. And, you know, he hates McGregor's, he hates McGregor's ass, man. I mean, so I wonder how that's going to play out, you know? You got you got a, he, a commentator. Is he going to come walking out? Is he going to come walking out with Floyd Mayweather? And you I see don't Floyd know, Mayweather. Man. And you see Floyd Mayweather is not friends with Justin Bieber anymore now. They just announced. I know. You know this, this ain't a lot of shit. This ain't Nate Diaz is going to walk out with uh, Floyd Mayweather tonight. I don't know, man. I, I you know to me this is a circus. Just get in there yeah, and it fight. Is. Get in there and fight. You know. Um, don't you know? Like I said, man. It's if my grandfather was here, he would have he would have been like, "What the fuck am I watching here?" But like I said, the boxing landscape changed. In a nutshell, Vince McMahon should just take over boxing. That's what he should do. There you go. Because <laughs> you're it's right. Becoming, it's yeah, it's becoming like wrestling now. You know, I mean, you know, Vince McMahon and Triple H should just become promoters. And boxing. Well, this is fucking... this whole build up to this fight is like wrestling. I mean, those press conferences oh. with McGregor and Mayweather—it was like a wrestling match. It was ridiculous. It, it, it was, it. man. It was. It was. It was. It was like you know. It was like they were doing. It was like they were cutting the promo behind the fucking Titantron. I mean, it, it, I mean, this. It, you know, you're supposed to. Me growing up as a kid, I always seen fights. They had a press conference a couple of days before the fight. They had a press conference to announce the fight. Then before the fight, weigh in, and then you fight. None of this bullshit. World tours, press tours. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. I wanted to ask you something. So we were talking about your, your career as well. Like, So what kind of thrill was it you, for you when your first fight in March 2005 against Joe Howard at Madison Square Garden Theater? That must have been a big thrill, right, for you, for your first yeah, it, fight it, it, at Madison it, it, Square no, Garden? It was, it was a big thrill for me, you know. Uh, and and, and I, had, I had everybody from Tanasi, you know, from the whole neighborhood there, everybody. I mean, the first three rows in the theater was, of the garden was all for me. Um, I was a little nervous at first. You know, when I was getting my hands wrapped up, I was a little nervous. I knew fight that, 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 that's understandable, right? Yeah, and I knew that uh you know, I I had to you know, it was it was it was time to go, you know. This is wasn't no sparring session, this was no amateur fight. It was time to go, you know, time to fight. But I took Joe Howard a little bit um not too serious at first 'cause you know, when I looked at him in the weigh-in, I said to one of my friends, I was like, look at this fucking cheese ball. This is what I'm fighting tomorrow night? I want to knock him the fuck out, you know? And that was out of my character because I never really underestimated anybody, but I guess I had a swelled head. And that's another thing that, you know, you should never get a swelled head, believe me, man. So I, I, I came out in the first round, and we both, you know, I went at him. And I, the kid was a, the kid was a little bit of afraid, but he threw a hard right hand, man, and hit me, stopped me dead in my track. And I felt the power of this fucking kid, you know. And I said, man, I said, yo, this kid's here to fight. And the kid stood there, toe to toe with me for the first minute, fighting, you know. But then, you know, my power over overcame him 
But I got to say, man, the kid knew how to hang on because I was I, – I almost had him knocked out at one point, and the kid fucking – he knew how to survive, man. I got to say, it was it – was, it was a big thrill. It really was. It was a big it was a big thing for me. You know, my mom was there, my ex girlfriend at the time was there and you know, uh all my buddies were there. We had the Colonel Billy Martin even in the audience, you know. It, it was it was a <laughs> you know you know, he made an appearance. I mean it it was a it was a it was it was a big thing. The only guy that wasn't there was big Robbie Albano. You know? Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, but it was a big, it was a big thing. It was, it was a really good thing, man. You know, the next morning I woke up, you know, I, I felt good, man. I went shopping, I went out to eat, <laughs> you know. But you know, like I said, but now it's on to the next chapter of my life, man. You know, and it's a new, it's time to turn a new leaf. I got good people behind me with what I'm doing now, and you know, um, it's, 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 it's now. It's you know, it's, I, I'm a fan of boxing. You know, I love the sport. You know, and you know, I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be uh, looking forward to, to tonight's fight, and I'm gonna be sitting there as a, as a as a fan tonight, as always now. You know. So, what would be your final prediction? If you had to make a prediction for tonight, what would it be? Ooh. Well, like I said, uh, you know, on paper, Mayweather's supposed to win. Uh, you know. I'm going to say this. I'm going to, my final prediction, um, you know, and a lot of people are going to say I'm crazy, but I'm going to go with what I believe, and it could, and it, and it may well not end up being my prediction, but I'm just going to go with what, what I feel because I have a feeling that something is going to, something is, something major is going to happen tonight. I'm going with McGregor by knockout tonight. Wow. Yeah. I'm so going with McGregor. I'd love to see this. You think in the first going, six rounds, within six rounds? I, I, I Within six rounds, yes. And, and if he don't make something happen then, then my other prediction is Mayweather's just going to fucking chop him up, you know, make him look stupid. But I'm going to say, you know, and everybody will probably say, oh, he's crazy, he's stupid, he don't know what he's talking about. Well, whatever. McGregor by knockout between one and six. That's my prediction tonight. And let's just there you hope go. There that, you have it. You know, let's just hope that he can back everything up that he says he's going to do. You know, I want to. Yeah. I really want to see this. I want to see this guy back it up now. I hope he can. You know, because my grandfather always used to say, "Don't ever write a check your ass cannot cash." <laughs> yeah, and the whole world will be watching, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're gonna watch it right in. Oh yeah, definitely. Hey, oh, I, would yeah, love, I, I, I would love if you could. I would love if you can come on next week for a little while again and talk about the fight. Maybe we'll talk about the results. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will, man. You know, I, I definitely will. I mean, you know, I actually took off of work today for this. <laughs> so, you know, I'm having a big party at my house. I'm having like 35 people over, so you know, I. Oh, I nice, my nice, nice. Yeah, I got the big screen TV in the backyard. Got I rented chairs, tables. I got one of the cooks from my job coming over to cook tonight, so it's going to be good. Oh, nice. Yeah, where are you watching it? Your house? Yeah, I'm watching it here. I got a few people coming over, too. Going to watch it here, get some food, you know, the usual, yeah. you know. Is Joey Labosco going over there tonight? Yeah, no, he was going to come, but I think he's watching it at home with Bobby and Vinny. I think they're watching it tonight all together, too. All right. 
All right, the legendary Joe Labosco. Yeah, he, he was on earlier. He called earlier. He was on the we talking about uh, baseball before. Yeah, he's listening now. Nice. So if you want to give him a shout out, he's listening right now, Joe. Joe McGregor tonight, Joe McGregor. I'm sure all right, we all want to see a, we all want to see a great fight. Joe, Joe just texted yeah, no. me to say what's up to you, Joe. He just texted me said what's up. Tell him, talk, Joe. Um, yeah, but, but Eddie, Joe, I want to thank you for coming on, Eddie. It was great having you on. Great talking about Thanks, the brother. fight and just boxing in general and your career. I really appreciate Thanks, it. And, you know, no, I no wish problem. you all the luck in what you're doing now in, in life. And uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see Thanks, each bro. other again one of these days, man. Oh uh, no, nah, we definitely will, man. I, you know, that's a, that's a, that's that's for sure, man. You know, I'll I'll definitely speak to you soon, brother. Thanks again, buddy. I appreciate it. Bye-bye, pal. Bye-bye, man. That was my man, Eddie Dancy, childhood friend, lifelong friend, and known for 35 years, giving a great insight on tonight's fight and boxing in general, talking about his career as well when he boxed. And it was just great to hear from him. It's been a long time, and uh, he's a great kid. You know, grew up with him, and, you know, we lived in the same neighborhood right around the corner from each other. So it was great to uh, great to have him on, and he's obviously very knowledgeable with boxing, as you could hear anybody who listened to that interview, because he was on for a good hour. So anybody who listened to that can tell you how knowledgeable in boxing and how passionate in boxing he is. He has a lot of passion for the sport, and he knows his stuff. So it was a pleasure having him on, pleasure having a lifelong friend on. And uh, Eddie, thanks a lot. And hopefully next week we get you on and talk about the results of the fight. So thanks again, buddy. And uh, so I want to finish the show. Now, obviously, I'm running. I have to cut the show a little short today. It was great, like I said, with Eddie Nancy. And, uh, you know, did a great job, unbelievable job. Great. Thanks to Joe, Dudu Brown calling in, talking baseball. Dr. A. Allen is always calling in, doing baseball, boxing. We did a lot of boxing and baseball today. And, uh, you know, and well, before I get off the air, I just wanted to say one thing about that. I know I, I was going to talk about the Kyrie Irving trade, obviously, it's in jeopardy of, of happening now. I'm just reading now that Cleveland's considering canceling the trade, so we'll see what happens there. But great show with baseball today. We did a lot of Mets-Yankees. We did a ton of boxing today, as we should, as Mayweather-McGregor, which is Eddie Nancy. And uh, so it was a great show today. And, uh, you know, I want to just, uh, again, thank everybody for calling in and thank all the listeners. I can't, could not do it without you. I want to uh, say sorry. I had a couple of people on hold. I had, uh, you know, a couple of people on hold next week. I will get you in early. I said, you know, we got do got to cut the show early, and they're not on anymore because I had told them. But, you know, next week we'll get you guys in there quick. And uh, But thanks, everybody, for calling in and listening again. I couldn't do it without you guys. And, uh Next week, we'll be back with more. We'll be talking about this McGregor-Mayweather fight. For the results, we'll definitely be talking a lot about that. Plus, that's Yankees pre- NFL preseason. I got my NFL fantasy draft, fantasy preview next week So with PDV. So you all want to listen to that as well. So till then, thanks again. Have a great weekend, and I'll speak to you next week. <laughs>